Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Podcast lovers, how the fuck are you, friends? Welcome to the show. This is episode three of The Den Debate, talking all things Millwall from in and around the den this week, including, of course, the signing of Mikhail Kieftenbeld, who have decided to name Keith corn beef for short. This week was the best one by far. It was over two hours long because more people just kept joining the live stream. We retained our audience very, very well. Nothing against the boys on the first two weeks. They were very good. But progression, progression. As you go along, things will get better. And this week was very, very good. I was joined by the little legend I like to call Mini Pulis. That's Anthony Mulholland back on the channel after a long layoff with injury. No, I'm not joking. He wasn't really injured. Kenny Draper. A real man, very vocal. And Conor O'Mara, the joker in the group, but some brilliant points from Conor as well. So, enjoy. This is The Den Debate, episode three. Come on, you lions. In three, two, one. We're live. We're going to give it a little bit more time, just 10 to 30 seconds. Let a few more people join because it can be slow starting, and for once I'm on time, absolutely bang on, 8 o'clock. Welcome to the Den Debate, the third instalment in lockdown. Uh, first week, Lee Chitty, Joe O'Mara, Danny Curtis. Week two, Kieran O'Mara, Pete O'Mara, and who was in third last week? Danny. <laughs> Danny was in it again. Oh, Danny was in again, in and out, he's fading in and out. And then today, Kenny Drake was using his surname, Connor O'Mara, and... Anthony Mulholland, the young Pulis returns from a barren stint on Lions yeah. TV. Boys, thanks for joining <laughs> us. Okay, 37 people watching. So today we've got a lot to discuss. Of course, we're going to start out with today's signing. Mikhail Kieftenbeld has signed on an 18-month deal, I believe, from Birmingham City. Five good years at Birmingham. There he is. Look at him, Mikhail. The uh, <laughs> Dutch, nearly said Austrian, the Dutch midfielder is 30 years old, and he's Gary Rowett's first signing of the transfer window. Anthony, let's start with you. What do you make of the signing? I, th- I think it's good, because obviously he was trying to go in for Malumbi, but 
you know, that wasn't to happen. I think, you know, from what I've seen and what I've heard, he's, he's meant to be someone that would bring a bit of bite into the midfield, like a bit more impetus win the ball back better. Because at the minute with Woods and Williams or Woods and Thompson or even Leonard, I don't think they're good enough when we've not got the ball. And that's been the problem. We never have the ball. So if we're not going to have the ball, then at least this, what's his name again? Keith and... Keith. We're going to call him. We're going to call him Keith <laughs> for short. <Sean> Gone beef. <laughs> yeah, uh, Keith. Yeah, he um, he looks like he could be that player that could partner whoever it is, whether it be Woods, Williams, Thompson's playing in there, Mitchell if, when he's fully fit. Looks like he could be someone that can complement. I mean, he wouldn't. He would never have been on my radar to begin with, but from what I've seen, he looks like he could be a good addition. Mm. Connor, he's gone back down. The route we've seen Gary Rowett take a few times, going back and using players he's worked with before, Scott Malone, Ryan Woods, Mason Bennett, and now Corn Beef. He's on his way from, from Birmingham. <laughs> still delivered. Yeah, mate. It's um, it's a bit of a strange one, really, for me, because obviously we went in for Malumbi. That's obviously been rejected. He went to Preston on the day. Um, went in for Mowat, who I thought, yeah, both exciting midfielders. And then he's just... Sort of for me, it's a bit of a panic buyer with this Kefton Bold or corn beef, sorry. Um, because looking at his looking at his videos, you know, I see um I did have a look, I think he played for Guanigan before Birmingham. Yeah. And I see a couple of the goals he scored, they look like, like outside of the box, long ranges or his right foot. And I just think looking at them videos, have we got a right footed Sean Williams? Is he more of a defensive midfielder? But only time will tell, you know. So, but it's another midfielder to add to the ranks, which is sort of what we needed. But not the attacking midfielder. But who knows? We'll see what happens with him. Kenny, definitely your type of player, mate. A Millwall type player. Do you think so? Yeah, I think he epitomises everything of a of a Millwall player. Um, and I think we'll, we're all going to struggle to get positive about it because of the negatives that are happening. Um, Good point. See if we, if if we look at it and take everything away that's happening and actually look at him based on a player, I think he could be great for us. And I think actually he might improve the structure of the football team, um, pushing other people up the pitch, um, giving us more opportunities to to create opportunities. So yeah, I, I think he's a I think he's a great signing. Time will tell, but um, I think he's a great signing. Yeah, I'm a little bit positive about it. There's, a, there's negativity and there's positivity from both sides. Of course, Ashley says. You know, we went from trying to buy a three million pound player, obviously Malumbi, to a freebie. I, you know, in this instance, I'm not Gary Rowett's biggest fan, but I think it's good business from Rowett. He's saying the right things. We need someone. We need someone for the here and now, Anthony, didn't we? Badly to change to change think, the dynamic. But that's the thing, though. Rowett always says the right things, always. But true. So, more recently, it's, it's it's backfired more than every, anything. I mean, I'm not going to be saying, oh, this 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 guy's not going to do anything because. He's played in the championship for five seasons now. He's got to have done something right. Is it the sort of signing we wanted? Because we do need a midfielder that's going to create some more chances because we got nothing in that midfield. I liked Ooh. Thompson a lot, but over 36 games, it's not good enough in my opinion. I think this guy's, as I said, is going to bring a bit more uh, like solidness to the midfield. It would be nice to see one more signing coming, to be honest, but I can't see it happening, especially with, with COVID and whatnot. But mm. hopefully there is something else in the pipeline. But I can't complain about this signing because we did need something in midfield. Mm. I think, Con, you're, you're agreeing. I think that it's been, I honestly think this is good business from Rowett. 
You know, I don't, I don't, I do, I don't not want to be saying that, but I, obviously, I think he's not the man for the job. But I think what he's done here is we've gone for that three million pound player for whatever or alleged around that around that. I, I, I guesstimated that we paid around two and a half or offered two and a half three for Malumbi. I think he's gone to this Keithton Belt uh, corn beef. I don't think he's going to cost a lot. I'm hearing he's out of contract. I've actually heard he's cost nothing. We just got him in yeah. on an eighteen month contract, and then to to sustain or try and first first of all stop the rot and then sustain us in the championship. But you was agreeing a lot with what Anthony said. Yeah, I agree with the Thompson comments. You know, I think over the course of 36 games, ideally, I don't think that Ben Thompson is a championship player, in my opinion. But I feel like for the meantime, we need a quick fix. And I feel like Thompson is that yeah, quick yeah. fix for us at the moment. Because, you know, he's a, Mill, he's a Millwall fan. We need a bit of passion. We need a player who's willing to get stuck in, willing to run around. And, you know, hopefully this Kifton Bell coming in, hopefully he can be that defensive midfielder and we have maybe Woods pushed further up the pitch maybe. And, you know, we do see Kifton Bell putting in the challenges we sort of need and running around and giving it a bit more passion, which is what we are, Mill fans are after. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. Ken, you disagree with Connor, I think, regarding Ben Thompson. Would you put Keith and Bell straight in the side and who would you partner him with if you did? Um, no, I, I wouldn't put him straight in the side. Um, I think he needs time to, to gel up. And I'm happy with Thompson. The, the, the good thing about corn beef is that um, whether you're playing Sunday League, whether you're playing Championship, it doesn't matter. That, that one slide tackle that boosts the whole team, um, you know, but would boost the crowd, for instance, if they're there, sometimes that's all you need to to make changes in a game. Mm, and and if he's and if he's get that if he's got that grit to to go out and put that, you know, that big challenge in, fire up the boys. That's the problem at the moment. And I don't see enough fire out there, enough tenacity. And he potentially could bring that potentially along with Thompson. Yeah, it's a difficult one. I think I mean I'm not Woods' biggest fan, but I think to to play in a three, he'd definitely be more suited. Let's talk a little bit more about Keith Bell. Let's look at his career. I'm going to put his Wikipedia page on the screen because I'm a sucker for a Wikipedia page. That, to me, suggests he's had a good career there because he's had longevity wherever he's gone. You know, to, to play five years at one club, then come to Birmingham and sustain himself in that division. You know, to me, that says, that screams good player to me. You know, professional. And I've seen, this might sound harsh, I've seen a lot of things about, he's a, you know, he's a proper professional. He does a lot of things in the community off the pitch. I'll be honest, I couldn't give a fuck about community and what he does off the pitch. I want points on the ball and I want to say. That's all I want. Anthony, do you think he's yeah. going to have a pack the side in the, in the short term? I think I think he will in the short term. I think for me personally, Rowie hasn't really got a choice. He's got to throw him in. I mean, mm. Whether that's right or not, you'd like him to have come in and we had a settled team, you know, playing a similar team week in, week out with a winning formula. We ain't got that at the minute. And as you said, we need every bit of uh, every ounce of passion on the pitch at the minute because the fans aren't there. We're a team that heavily relies on that. And if we ain't got that, then we need to be playing players like Danny McNamara, Mitchell when he's about Thompson, Keith and Baldy. Uh, all these pl all these players could could honestly give the team a, a lift. You know, he could could end up being the worst signing we've ever made, but. Rowett's mm. got Rowett's got to go for it because at the end of the day, he's not won many games in the last 16, 17. He's got to do something. Yeah. Connor, um, would you throw him straight in for one? And Ashley said it seems like it's not knocking it, but it seems like a bit of a a bit of a panic bar, which in a way, 
you know, he, you know, he's, he's, let's be honest, Alex Mowat rejected it. He's rumoured to be in for Alan Campbell. And then we got rejected for Jason Malumbi. So I've said this during my video that I put as well. He's actually sort of fourth choice. So is it a panic buy or does Rowett think, you know, I can trust this guy to sort of dig in and get us out? Would you throw him straight in? Mate, I'd 100% throw him straight in, you know, just for the fact that it's something different. Yeah. But I, I do agree that it is a bit of a panic buy. You know, we've seen, like you say, it's the fourth choice midfielder for me. It's gone, like Malombi went to pot early doors. The Alan Campbell rumours, I feel like they're just rumours because they literally came and they've gone now. Like, there's nothing to them anymore. There's like There was no substance to that. And I feel like maybe he has brought this player in because he knows the player and it's a bit of a safety signing, maybe. I think that should, might, not, might be me just being a bit negative about it, maybe. But I'm, I am saying to fire him in. I know that's a bit of a contradiction there. But like I'm saying, it's something different. And hopefully with him, putting him as like a defensive midfielder, we may be able to push the players like Woods, who I don't think we've seen enough of his quality. I think it'll be able to push Woods further up the pitch and utilise him for, you know, what he's worth with his through balls and whatnot. Mm. Well, John Robertson says, I only played eight times this season for Brum Fitness. I am hearing he's fit. I'm hearing he's been playing and he's played the last five or six games for Brum. Let's look on the uh, positive side of things. James Keeper says, oh, no, sorry, James. I will get to your thing. I was looking at someone saying it was a great... There we go. It was you, James. Just a different comment. Great signing. You only have to look at the Brum fans' websites who are gutted to lose him. So let's cover that because I've been busy today. I've made some graphics because I'll be honest, I'm on fire at the minute. But um, anyway, <laughs> let's look. So I've got two positive comments from journos. So let's look at the first one. <clears throat> Brian Dick. <laughs> and he's got a blue tick, Brian Dick. Sad about this. Not the perfect footballer, but the perfect professional. I don't, I don't care about that, bro. I want points on the board. Who once again proved himself to another manager. Blues might well need to an upgrade. And then another positive comment says, Mikael Kieftenbell, Corn Beef, is a really solid signing for me. All Birmingham fans disappointed, especially to another side of the championship. He will bring energy and his experience in the division. Knows Rat well. And his style of football, so will fit in. That's the one thing that concerned me from that, Rowett's style of football. And then this was a, this was a negative comment. I think we've got Joe O'Mara to thank for finding this one. Out of contract <laughs> in the summer, nothing to say he wanted to sign on. Fuck him. Another average player, Blues fans, fall in love with and wonder why we finish 18th every season. So from that, I think we can know what to expect from him. He's going to give you everything. He may not be the best technically, but this comment here, we'll go back to Anthony. You start us off. He said, he knows Gary Rowett well and his style of football, so we'll fit in. Do you think, this is why I like this signing, because Bennett, for one, not so much Malone, uh, but definitely... Woods, they don't really, they're good players technically, yes, but do they really fit into a Mill style? Do you think Rowett's woke up and smelled a coffee now? Do you think he's going to try and change the style slightly and do what's needed to keep us in the division? I mean, if he's, I don't think, I just can't see how he's going to change the formation as such. I think he's still going to go with three central defenders. But I do think he's started to realise something that what Connor was mentioning a bit earlier about Woods. Woods, right, in, in most other teams that are comfortable keeping the ball, Woods would probably sit perfectly in that holding role, in that quarterback role. We're not a team that can accommodate Woods just sitting there and passing it left and right. He needs to be a bit further up where he might be able to release our pace out wide. So for mm. him to do that, this Keith and Bell guy needs, if, he, if he's the player that we're reading and he sits back and he's disciplined, breaks the play up 
allows Woods and uh, Thompson to be on the ball a bit more further up the pitch, then it surely has to improve it because right, it was playing Woods and Williams, Woods and Williams, and it does nothing, to be honest with you. None of them are great at winning the ball back. Yeah, they're good on the ball, but if they're going to be up just in front of Ryan D, it's not, it's not really going to do anything. No. It's a difficult one, Kellen. It's a difficult one to... I mean, do you think Keith is going to come in? Do you think... Do you think Rowett has woke up and smelled a coffee? His style of football isn't working anymore and he's got to be a little bit more direct, a little bit more Millwall-like with his approach. No, I, I think that if he realised that we had to be more direct, then he wouldn't have gone and bought a CDM. You know, it's the problem is, is, is what them comments are saying, is they're right. Why, why can't he get in the Birmingham team, firstly? I think he was. Uh, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. For the last one. Here's a man who helped us out. Steve Lees will know. Uh, Steve Lees will know definitely if he's been getting in the Birmingham side Steve you wouldn't mind letting us know in the comments but also listen I'd be I'd be gutted to lose Sean Williams because he's a he's a stalwart of our club it doesn't mean that we think he's any good anymore so you know them <laughs> comments could be exactly like that <laughs> I watched someone talking about Williams in the comments no 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 no, no. so the um, what you've just shown up on the screen um, where they're saying that they're sad to lose him. You know, well, I'd be sad to lose Williams, but it doesn't necessarily Sorry, mean that he's any good for our club anymore. Oh, yeah. Spot on, Do, mate. do you know yeah, what I mean? I'm yeah. with you now. By the way, Colin Moon and Ashley Sanford, thanks so much for your donations, boys. I don't get the Dishal going out in midweek because I feel a little bit like a, uh, a nerd doing it in front of the boys, but Dishal going to be back in action tomorrow. And thanks for your support. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you had to throw him in tomorrow, Con, did you said you yeah. would, didn't you? Yeah. Who, who would you throw yeah. him in? Within there, in that, don't obviously reveal your team for tomorrow because we're going to get onto that later. But who, who do you think, okay, just put it this way: Who do you think Keith and Bell will be most suited to play with at the club in the long run? Um, in the long run, I don't because I don't want to give too much away of what my team is. But I would have him in the midfield role for tomorrow's game. Well, I don't want to reveal it, but in the long run, it would ideally be Keith and Bell and Woods. Woods. Anthony? Yeah, ideally, but with obviously more midfielders. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. That'd be like the, the the sort of core of it. And then obviously I've got things yeah. around that. But yeah, them two would, you know, if Woods is on, on, on his game and, and shows the things that we know he's capable of in the right areas, then yeah, he's 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 the best player on, on the ball at the club. But, you know, yeah. it's about getting him in them areas. If he's not in them areas, there's no point having him. Well, this is the thing. DJ Play says as well, he wants... He wants uh, Corn beef and the Woodsy as well. Ken, you said something that's right though about signing a CDM. In my opinion, and Kenny, what's yours? I said this as well when I wasn't hating on Woods. When I listen, I don't like Woods. This, this, have it right, little ginger midget. Uh, he's not my favorite. He's not my favorite person in the world. But I wasn't hating on him when I said with Keith and Bell coming in, it's going to make us even more defensive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it, it's Rowett's gameplay is um, not to concede goals. Um, anybody else, any Millwall supporter, any other manager would have gone straight out for a camp during this transfer market. And do you know what? We would have got it, we would have got it done in the first week. Um, and we would have kept on pushing. But his his philosophy is is don't don't concede. Um I, and I promise you now, if we play Keith and Woods, he will play them together as CDM stepping on Coops and Hutch's toes. Yeah. Um, and that makes us defend less. It's just so much disorganisation there. A few people saying, look, Leonard, this is, this is what I would prefer. 
Leonard and Combeef. Ashley again, getting loads of, loads of coverage tonight, Ash. Be putting in good comments. Uh, <laughs> Keith and Leonard again. I would go, um, I would definitely go with him tomorrow, but I, I wouldn't play Woods. But as we've seen, Anthony, let's have your because I'm on the show for a long time. Cheers, Steve. Thanks for that, mate. He's played six of the last eight games for them. He did get an ACL injury as well. Um, Anthony, what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you tomorrow. Um, you know, Woods is the first name on a team sheet, in my opinion. Do you think Gary Wright's got his favourites in, in that team? Oh, for sure. I think had he looked at now the likes of Woods, Bennett when he's fit, um, Jed obviously, like Jed, there was a point where he was just playing, playing and playing, and you know he wasn't even playing well at, at for a lot of it. And you ask what, what would have what would have been the harm in freshening it up from time to time? But yeah, them them three players probably are the ones that are pretty much always going to get in as well as, well as Hutchinson and Cooper because they can be having the worst season ever. They're, they're the best defenders at the club. But I really mm. do think that we could have gone out. If we were going to play the system and he knew he was, why didn't he go out and buy another centre-half before before the season started? Because we love Pierce, You know, on his day, he puts in a good performance. But just like Thompson, over 30, 36 games, over 46 games, He's not. He's not going to do it week in, week out. So I think we need a bit of pace back there, really. So Leonard, Leonard does give you that to an extent. You do you want him there all season, Ivan? No, but for now, I think Leonard might be the one that is going to drop back into the back three if that is it's what we're going to be playing. It makes needs must, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. If the Huddersfield game showed that, like Leonard added had a solid yeah. game. So funny you should say that, and you led me on nicely to Mick Shaw's comments. He said Tomo and corn beef. I like Thompson, although he didn't play more the other day. I know that. Kenny likes Thompson. Um, so this is the thing you're saying about putting Ryan Leonard in the back three. I don't think – I know he played in there on Saturday with Ryan Leonard, but I don't think that Gary Rowett really sees Ben Thompson as a central midfield player. I think he sees Thompson as a further forward player, and I think that's why he played there against Huddersfield, and I think that's why you'll see him play there tomorrow night. Come, what do you think – you know, you can't second-guess, obviously, but his, his thoughts on – on Ben Thompson. Do you rate Ben Thompson more as a central midfield player or do you would like to see him play further up in the pitch? Um, to be honest with you, mate, it's I feel like Ben Thompson's more of just like a workhorse. Like I wouldn't really label him as a defensive midfielder or an yeah. attacking midfielder, to be honest. I think he's more of like a box-to-box type midfielder and he just like try, like runs around, gets himself about. Sometimes you can see him like over on the left wing keeping the ball in the corner, you know? Yeah. Mm. And um, I would... It is hard to put a finger as to where I would like to play Thompson because I would, I, I'd say, I would say higher up as opposed to defensively because I feel like when he's come on for like the last 10, 20 minutes of games recently, I know he doesn't get a lot of game time, but I feel like when he does come on the pitch, I think he's he's more of a threat for us going forward. And he looks like one of the only players who seems to look like capable of getting the ball forward and making us look a little bit exciting. But like only a little bit exciting, though, because we are well, shit at no, the moment. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, mate. Ken, with you as well, I know me and you like Thompson for the same reasons. And, and that's what you always say. He's on the pitch. Listen, what it is, Ben Thompson, he falls all over the place. He's got spaghetti legs. Looks like he's wearing a pair of fucking uh, ice skates. But you walk off that pitch, you know he's given you everything, and he's been involved in the game further up the pitch, and he does, he will help you get points on the ball. He's not pretty, no. But, Ken, I know you're a big fan of Thompson. Would you like to see him yeah. slap-bang him into that midfield, or would you like to see him further up the pitch? 
I think that um, when he was when we was playing in League One, he was very very effective as a as a centre mid, box to box, etc. etc. Now you see him probably more as a ten. When he left us, he went to Pompey. Um, they played him in a ten. Um, he was remarkable for Pompey. He came back to us. Um, and, and he set it on fire, didn't he? He, he, he was remarkable for us when he came back. Um, and, and I think the only thing that actually stopped him on that form was, didn't he get an injury at Derby away? Yeah. Was it, was it Derby away? Something like that. Yeah. And he missed, missed the back end of the season, although it was only like six games, I think, something like that. Yeah, and he missed that. But, um, I mean, I'd, I'd have him I'd have him centre mid, um, pairing with, with Lendog. Um, and I'd let him go further up, and I, I'd let Lendog just absolutely battle it out in the midfield. Mm. Um, Do you know what? And, and think, go on, sorry, mate. Go on, carry on. Sorry, my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I mean, when was the last time that we see one of our midfielders come running into the box and and get onto an header from across? Well, Ben um, did play well Saturday, but he definitely he did that at least. He come, he got in end of a Mason yeah. Bennett cross, and it's a good save yeah. low down. But so he, he wasn't again. He gives the ball away. He's all over the place. Missed the fucking spaghetti legs, but. He walks off that pitch saying, at least he, he, well, he plays shit, but you recognise he was out there and he gets forward again. Steve Lee yeah. correctly says as well, we'll be harsh to drop Leonard as been our most consistent player. And I, I don't hate yeah. you agreeing with that, but it's, this is one of... I don't feel I've got wrong because I feel he's been a new player under route, but Ken, I'll go to you again. Me and you both used to hate Leonard, and now me and you both like, fucking hell, he is flying at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, I love him. I love him. I, it doesn't matter where you put him either. He, he, no. he seems to, to do a job. Um, I don't think he's... He's the most effective in a back three. I feel like he's been put in a back three, so Ryan Woods can still play, in my opinion. But yeah. as a midfielder, um, I think he's solid. And again, he battles, 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 battles. And that's exactly what we need. Do you know what, Ken? You're spot on there. You've led me on to ask Anthony this. And I'll ask Connor the same question. We'll go We'll go with Connor first. Um, just what Kenny said there. You've Kenny said, I felt he put Leonard in the back three. So, so he could yeah. get Woods in the team. I also, I personally felt at Huddersfield, he knew he knew he couldn't resist Thompson anymore. He knew that Thompson yeah. was, was warranting the game. So I felt he put Thompson further up the pitch to warrant playing Woods. Now this brings us on to this, and I think Fall of Duty has got it spot on. Rowett plays players to justify the outlay, whether it's wages wise or stubborn wise. But I I know, I know as fact that he moved heaven and earth when he got the middle job. He said, "I'll take it." One of the stipulations, I, I've got to get this geezer in from Stoke. So, Con, do you agree with me, Kenny, and Fall of Duty? Do you think Rowett does play players just justify the outlay? Um, what do you mean? So, in terms of, like, he's right, brought in Tom Yeah, if you bring a player into a club, you know, and, he, and he's on X amount of wages and he's, he's you, you've, you've been he's a big player, basically. In, I've got to keep playing this geezer, even if he's shit, yeah. I can't. I can't drop him out. I've got to keep planning because I've, I've well, given about him coming here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like it, there is that, yeah, to a certain extent. But then when you've got players like, when he had players like Thompson knocking on the door to start, obviously, what's that, Bill? He will, he's, obviously had, he's obviously had to fit Thompson in and put Leonard, uh, put um, Wood, sorry, in that other role because... I feel like he's doing it right now because he had to push Leonard into the defence. I feel like Leonard is a very, very good, versatile player. I feel mm. like you can play him in that defensive role. If he said to Leonard, you know, play, play out right back, he's played right back for us before. And I think you see that with Troy Parrott in terms of, like, the outlay of the team. I feel like he has to play Troy Parrott yep. because of, I don't know how much money we're paying of his wages. 
or how much money we've spent to keep him because there was, you know, talks of him going back and being sent back out on loan. So I think he's obviously shit himself and said to Tottenham, no, we're going to start playing him more. So mm. I think, and he's not been playing the best. And I think it is true. Yeah, I think he is playing these players to as it, like as if to say, well, I've got to keep them. So I'm, I've said that I'm going to play them and I've got to play them. So I think, yeah, you are right. Yeah. And Lee, what do you think? Do you think it's outlay or do you think it could potentially be a bit of both or one or the other? A little bit of stubbornness from Raul. He thinks he knows best. Yeah, I think it's it's got to the point now where if he drops Woods and he then plays other players, it, he, he's probably going into it thinking, right, who's going to keep the ball for us? I mean, Williams can do it, but, you know, he's getting on a bit now. So if, if we were to play, say, Leonard and, and our new sign-in tomorrow, is First, first thought's probably going to be where where are we where's the ball retention going to come from? Now, I personally think Kenny's right with that. I, I'd I'd like to see them two play because I think they'd win the ball for us and it'd get us up the pitch quicker. Because I don't think this Woods playing Woods in in the, in the holding role it actually does anything apart from him passing from A to B and then that's him done for another thirty seconds to a minute. So I think. It's hard to say because you don't. You'd like to think he's not just picking them because you know they're the players he signed, and he's trying to get away from this Harris team. But you've got to say over from where we was like, this time last year to now, we, we've taken steps backwards. And like, I, I, don't mate, know I, would, say, I would say we've taken more than steps back. When I've yeah. I can say we've we've done a Michael Jackson at fucking ridiculously <laughs> paced moonwalking. Yeah, I, I just I just don't see what 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 has happened in the in the twelve months that have gone. For, for this to have happened, because we, I, I could have sworn we had a settled side twelve months ago. Whether mm. that be playing three mm. centre back, or he changed it up depending on who we were playing and stuff like that. Now it just seems like he's he's putting teams out there because they didn't get the result the week before, so he makes one or two tweaks. Mm. But in reality, it's still the same setup, and I think that's where we've been going wrong pretty much all season. It's very in and out. Sorry, I'm not laughing at you, Anthony. I'm looking at the no. people loving the people loving the corned beef comments, and someone's called him tea leaf as well. Colin <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moon says, "Moving off um, our new sign today." In case anyone hasn't seen him on a screen, I will quickly show him now because it took me fucking ages to make this graphic. There you go. Oh, covered his name with a comment. Well done, Mikhail Kiftenbell. We call him corned beef, tea leaf, roast beef. Call him what you like, but he's at the club on an 18 month deal, and I think he will go straight in tomorrow. So, Colin Moon says there's still time to bring in a couple of more players. Ken, what positions would you like to see us strengthening before the transfer window closes? Can we bring Tim Cahill back again? Or not? Is that a question? <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we need um, we need a cam. I've said I love Thompson. I really do love Thompson. But going forward, um, a, a proper cam. Who? I don't know. That's why I'm not a manager. But... Um, I don't think we need another striker. I think we have enough strikers to, to do the job um, in, in in this season. Um, I, don't know, I don't know how far away Mahoney is from, from fitness. Mahoney's um, playing for the 23s tomorrow at home to QPR. One o'clock kickoff at Camelot Road. I'll be down there and I'll be doing a match report after the game. So, okay. good to see what he's got um, in tomorrow. Yeah, I, I mean, I, listen, I would go and get another centre-back as well. Um but nothing major. I'd I'd get something, you know, prospect. If we're not going to be pushing Muller in, um, you know, let's get someone else in as a bit of a prospect just mm -hmm. to push these two because it's starting to become a bit bit complacent in my opinion. Yeah, listen, Alex Pierce 
He's it, having it right. He's, his legs are gone. It's, it's not nice. To, you know, it's not nice. It's, it doesn't matter. It's not nice. He's a footballer. He'll, he'll know that himself. He was brilliant at Bournemouth. And then three days later, he was horrendous. So it's not his ability. Yeah. It's his legs, in my opinion. Uh, Anthony, you're agreeing, mate. Do you think we need another centre-half in? I personally yeah. would love to see um, Hayden Muller in. But again, we'll, I'll get onto the production line later on. But we'll talk from that era now, and and then, and then Connor after you. Um, players we need in, which position? Kenny wants a centre-half in. I would agree. What about yourself and any other positions other than centre-half? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be going for a centre-half, a, a cam, because, you know, as, as we said, Thompson, he, 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 at least he works hard, but it's not enough sometimes in this division. And, you know, ideally, we'd get rid of some of the dead wood up front and get someone in that can actually play up front by themselves, because none of these strikers can actually do it. If you go through name by name, Parrot was meant to be that player. Obviously, it's not worked out for whatever reason. We've got players like Matt Smith who, who can get you a goal, but he's better coming off the bench. Dad Bod, I don't really need to say anything about that. Uh, Zahor, yeah, he, he, looked, he, looked, he looked the real deal when he first came into the side. And I think he still could be that. He's just come back from injury, of course. But he needs to get fit, I think, yeah. He needs, he needs to get a bit fitter, but he could be that player. But in the meantime, I think to not look at an attacking player more centrally, whether that be a cam or a striker, I think that would be silly if of Rao it not to do. Con, what do you think? We, where do you think we need to strengthen before the transfer window comes? Being realistic mate, as well. Yeah, um, realistically, mate, um, I think we need to bring in two to three players. Well, but I don't think that is going to happen. But I think mm. two the two ideal positions I would go for is an attacking midfielder and i was going to say a striker but you know considering all your comments i would actually say we do need a backup center back because mm. i don't think hayden muller is going to be the answer i think he's still i don't know how young he is but in the long run mate there's about six or seven players who mm. i would get rid of easily mate hayden muller's 18. i will tell i watch a lot of the 23s he's fucking good right he, he yeah. is by far and away the best 23s player by far and away and he's a ball player. He carries the ball. Like I watched him last week. He went on some mad run. So he got about five players at centre back. He's a good player. But, you know, for the here and now, for our youngsters as well, you've got to always think everyone hammers Raul and says, you know, and they will defend Raul. And he says, why ain't he playing this one? Why don't he bring Tiensu in? Why is he not playing Tyler Berry? You've got to think, you know, although he's he's probably worried about his job, he might be um, he might be protecting these players. Because this ain't the sort of shit show you want to throw youngsters into, is it, Ken? No, definitely not. Um uh, you've said it plenty of times in your videos that we need um, kick, bollock and bite in that team. And mm. look, t I mean, Tyler Berry, he can be exciting, um, but he's not what we need um, at all at the moment. He's very flimsy. Um, for entertainment-wise, you, you know, it, it gives us something to cheer. It gives us something to go on, yeah. get down there, go on. But, yeah, once he gets down there, we're then back to moaning, aren't we? So, you know, we just need some grit in that team. We don't need We don't need the... The young'uns coming through at the moment. Although, although we do say, look, why are we not giving this him a chance? Why are we not giving them a chance? There's, there's obviously reasons why we're not giving them a chance, um, and it may just be that they're not ready yet. Yeah, I think that's. Um, I think a perfect opportunity would have been the cup match. Um, yeah. To, to to give people a run, but he didn't do it, and I don't really want to dwell on the cup because, to be honest, I'm glad we're out. Right. So we're all in agreement. Um, the new guy looks like could be a good signing for us. And reflecting on transfers, we need more in at least two or three players. Definitely 
uh, centre-back and definitely a cam. Right, OK, so let's look at tomorrow's game. Of course, I should have put the league table in. I didn't put that in. Sorry, my bad. Uh, we're at home to Watford. who've won, I think, four of their last five league games. The only one they didn't yeah. win was a 2-1 loss away to Swansea. Good memory. Um, we're going to talk now about the best way around us did I put this in my pre-match? What team I'm going with? I can't remember. But anyway, it's about you boys tonight. So um, I think it's got a loss written all over it. I can't see anything past uh, Watford win. And that's not me being too negative towards me all. I just think they're a very good side. So let's start out. I asked all you boys earlier on in the day to send me your best 11s. Connor, we'll start with you. Um, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to start with you. <laughs> <laughs> Bit controversial, I know. <laughs> um, so this is the team that Connor would pick. I'll talk you through the team, Connor, then I'll let you take over. So you yeah. go with Barton Goal, obviously. A flat back four, which works for me at home. Scott Malone, Danny Mack, Cooper and Hutch centre-arse with Kifton Bell, Cornbeef, centre midfield with Lenny, and then Thompson in a 10. Jed Wallace on the left, Marlon Romeo on the right, which is a little bit of a controversial one, and Matt Smith up top. Yeah. Take it away, Con. Um, well, basically, the back four sort of speaks for themselves at the moment, really. I know left-back position is a little bit up for grabs, um, but I'm going for Scott Malone in the left-back because I feel like he can bomb up and down that wing. He does look dangerous going forward. And I think him and Jed on the left-hand side, I feel like they're two of the players who are the fastest-moving players on the pitch. And I feel like both of them on that position, I feel they'll cause trouble down the left-hand side. Um in terms of the Marlon Romeo, let's get straight into that after seeing the, uh, Billy. See, I mean, last week I was watching, I think it was my dad's lineup, and a lot of people were saying in the comments about getting Romeo on, like, on the wide right. And I thought, do you know what? I don't think that's a bad shout. And I think, do you know what? It might be a risky one, but I think Romeo is quite is very good going forward, you know? And I feel like he has he, he may have a decent cross on him to get the balls into the box. And I think I feel like the link-up play with McNamara, I think he is hungry to get back into the team, as he should be. Um, I've gone for the midfield of Kefton Bold and Leonard. Obviously, I said, you know, Woods and Kefton Bold in the long run. But I think you can't drop Leonard at the moment. I think he's playing out of his skin. He's one of our best midfield players at the moment. I've put Kefton Bold in, you know, old corn beef. Uh, because obviously he's a, player, he's a fresh face and it might bring, bring a little bit of excitement. Thompson, I've put in obviously because he's, um, you know, he's just a, a bit of passion that we need at the moment. And up top, I've controversially gone for Smith because, as we've said before, you know what, he might not be the fastest moving player. And sometimes when he is playing up top, we do look like we have 10 men because he doesn't really run around and get in the players' faces and he doesn't press. But if you get the ball in the box and stick it on a sixpence for him, he is going to get the goal. Yeah, mate, I like it. I like it. You know, I see a couple of comments back in. I see some, not so much. I would agree with Colin Moon's comment that with Marlon Romeo, sorry, where's your attempt? I'm looking at graphics, sorry. Just, I'd understand what you're saying. He, I think he can't defend, and I think his final ball's awful. So, okay, you don't make him defend, so that takes away half of his issue and he is exciting going forward he does travel very well with the ball and I do like that it's something different yeah the only slight I've got with that is, is delivery for, do you know what and, we, and I'm slightly wrong over there because he's not a winger Jeb Wallace is actually a winger and he's delivery yeah <laughs> but yeah this this is what I'm saying mate is that I'm sticking Romeo in here because surely 
our crossing cannot get any worse than Jeb Wallace's because I do, <laughs> and I do think I do think that Jeb Wallace, he's he's for for some reason, for me, if you take away his free kicks and his penalties, then other than that, he's he's only a player who who runs around. Mm. Like for me, in the final third, I don't think he does a lot for us at all. I feel like he panics quite a bit, and I know I've got him in my team because for me he is he is like I said a player who's who's running who runs around and mm. for me we need we do need a lot of movement at the moment and because looking at the previous displays we just look so static and for me Wallace is one of the only players who looks like look, don't look dangerous but at least he's running around and trying to do something you know what I mean mm. Colin Moon again says Roman will create more going forward because he's direct. Well, I like what you've done there, Con. You're not afraid in your in your in your in backing yourself, and it's and it is something different. Which yeah, Rowett doesn't. You know, this is what the issue with me was with Rowett. A lot of times, no matter what fucking kid happened, no matter how many times we lost the game or Woods played did nothing, he just kept persisting with it. And sometimes yeah. you've got to try and find other ways, which he did a bit against Huddersfield. Right, let's move on to Kenny's team. I quite like, I like this, and I know why you've done it. And I said that today yeah. when you said it. So let's move on to your team, Ken. I'll talk us through it. Kenny would go with this tomorrow at home to Watford at the den. Bolkowski in goal, Tienza left back, Cooper and Hutchinson centre arse, so McNamara at right back, Jed right mid, Thompson and Leonard centre mid, Malone left, and then up front, two big dogs, Ken Zahor and Smith. Tienza, young blood in there. I know Kenny's going to explain that. And obviously, a formation that Rout wouldn't possibly go with. Or would he, Ken? Talk us through it. I, I don't think he would. Uh... It's very, very simple. The reason why I've gone for a 4-4-2 is because I think any type of CDM is really, really impacting on Cooper and Hutchinson's performance at the moment. I don't think they know where to go, where to be. Um, and at the moment, say with Ryan Woods in the middle, they're struggling to work out what they're meant to do. Um, so I'm going to go for a straight 4-4-2. Um, yeah. The reason why I'm going to have Tienza on the left, um, I would have had Ferguson, but after Saturday... Um, I can't put Ferguson in there after watching the last game. So, <laughs> That's a fair comment. <laughs> 204 you know, so people, I, by the way, in the live stream in a minute, which is good. Alan Smith's asked, what's happened to Murray Wallace? He's broken his foot. He's out for a six to eight weeks. Sorry, Ken. Carry on, mate. That's all right. Well, Murray Wallace would have been would have been my first choice um, at, at left back. Um, obviously, he can't play. So I was thinking about Ferguson and then said, no, so Tienzi, it's got to be. And I'd like to see Tienzi. I've watched him a couple of times and he is exciting and he is <laughs> forward thinking. You weren't Ferguson. alone, Ken, by the way, you're thinking. I think that that back four is strong and solid. Um, going on to the, the right-hand side, and I've got a very big opinion on, on Jed Wallace, very, very big opinion on Jed Wallace. Last year, Jed Wallace was one of the best right midfielders in the league. And there's a, there's a reason why that's changed. Jed Wallace never plays right wing anymore. He plays up front. He plays on the right side of up front, but he's not anymore just a solely right midfielder. And I think he just needs to go back to basics, get back to his position. Um, and I think we'll see a better Jed Wallace again. Mm. Um, Malone on the left Malone cannot defend to save his life um, but he's really good going forward um, Thompson and Leonard we've already explained um, the kick bollock and bite that, that we talk about Leonard can box the box Thompson can get in the box 
and then the big dogs up front. The, the, the reason why I've done this is because I'll just you're give a you a scenario. Fan, you're a big fan of Matt Smith Ken as well, aren't you? And rightly yeah, so. I am. Yeah, I mean, stats, stats can prove it. And not just at Millwall, any club that he's been to, he scores goals. Yeah. Um, and this is the way that we'll get him to score goals. So, um, you know, McNamara, Jed, they link up just like they Jed and um, not Romeo. It was Romeo and Fred, wasn't it? It weren't that. But um, they link up, they get down the line, the balls get put into the box. You've got Malone coming from the left. You've got Thompson coming in from the middle. And you've got Zahor and Smith in the box as well. We're creating chances now with four very attacking players in the box, still with a very decent back four to defend and still a box-to-box defender just outside the box um, to either attack or to help back with the defence. And I, I think that would honestly work. I like that, Ken. There's plenty of balls into the box, which is the way we need to play at the minute as well, in my opinion, direct. And like you say, midfielders need to have a chat and say, right, I'm going to go this time, you sit. Next, I'm going to go next two. I'm, I'm going to take a breather, you go the next one. So Leonard and Thompson can, can mix that up. I think, hmm. do you know what? I'm going to say this. If I think Neil Harris was still at the club, I think that's the sort of team he would play. Yeah, I do. But I like it, Ken. And so you're a big fan of Matt Smith. And, you know, rightly so. For the go- you can't work out, be honest, Ken, you can't work out why he doesn't play because it's just the goals he scores. You've got... He's I, honestly, I'd be... Yeah, I'd be knocking on Rout's door if I was Smith. I do not understand it. He comes on, he scores goals. I get what Connor said earlier. Um... He can't play 90 minutes every game. He can't play two games a week, for instance. And sometimes yeah. he, he does just have to be an impact player. But if he's got someone up with him and we're attacking constantly, with that type of lineup, with a weak defence, um, we should be 2 3 nil up by half-time anyway. We'll get him off. It's no problem. <laughs> uh, what, what I don't want to do is I don't want to... We don't start the game the right ways anymore. Mm. What we do is we end them the right way. That's the problem. Correct. You know? Um, David Priest says, you've got to squeeze corn beef in there somewhere. If you're new to the chat, corn beef is our new signing, uh, Mikhail Keithenbell. We're calling him corn beef for short. But, um, right, okay, so I just got to quickly say, Colin Moon, once again, mate, your second donation tonight, constantly donating to my channel. Very, very much appreciate it. And what I'm going to do is, when Boris finally lets us out to play, I'm going to take the boys out with all the donations um, and we're going to have a little curry. But you can all only have a starter. No joke. Uh, <laughs> imagine we still had James Henry and Dave Martin with that crossing ability. And that's what I said to you, Ken. When I saw your team, I thought, I said to you, didn't I? I know exactly yeah. what you're thinking. You're thinking, get the ball wide, get it into the box, the two big men, and then for the knockdown. So spot on, mate. Yeah. Let's move on now to Anthony's team. I've left this till last for a reason, and I'll tell you why after. Anthony Mulholland slash Mini Pulis would go with Bolkowski and goal. Three centre-backs, Cooper, Hutchinson, Leonard. McNamara, right wing-back. Scott Malone, left wing-back. Corn Beef, centre-midfield with Ryan Woods. Ben Thompson in the 10. And Jeb Wallace and Ken Zahor up front. And talk us through that one, mate. Well, um, firstly, I think if I was given the manager's job tomorrow, I would I would be playing 4-4-2. But, you know, we know how it's going to go with this type of formation. I think... You know, Woods definitely is going to des- earn another chance if we are starting this Keith and Bell guy. Because, you know, as I said, I would like to see Woods up the pitch a bit more. But also, I think with the um, with the Thompson, Wallace and Zahor trio there, I think what we was doing last Wednesday, which was one of the good things from the game, was when we don't have the ball, which is it's going to be a lot against Watford, Thompson drifts in on the left 
and Jed Wallace comes drifting on the right and we defend with a bank of five and a bank of four, which I think with the pace of Jed and Zahor holding up, I think that could work against better teams like Watford. See, I have no problem playing this type of formation against the, the, the decent teams in the league. What I have a problem with is setting up like this at home against Coventry, teams like Rotherham. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the games where we can't be playing this formation. Mm. Um, but against Watford tomorrow, I think I think this is our best bet to get a result. I think yeah. Rowett's at least got one thing right over his time at the club is when we do play those teams that are far and away better than us, we do soak up the pressure well and we do counter well. If we can play mm. like we did last Wednesday and... To be honest, I don't think we played that well Wednesday. I think Huddersfield were, were shit. But I think if we play like that tomorrow and hope Watford don't turn up, I think we could get a result. And maybe that's just me being naive. But, you know, I think at Watford Watford have been good all season, but they have shown at times that, they, that, that you know, they're not the best team in the league. So I think, you know, that set up like Huddersfield, but with the, the addition of Keith and Beld, I think... And Zahor up front instead of Dadbod. I think I think that gives us the best chance of winning them type of games. It was like last season when we were playing teams um, like Brentford, Norwich. We set up like this and we got results. So I think he will go like that. It's a shame that we have to go like this at home. But I, I think if he wants to get a result, he's probably going to go with a team roughly like this. Yeah, probably I agree. The reason I said I'll, I'll lift you to last. Sorry, I lift you to last because I I think. That's the team we'll go with tomorrow. And as I said, it's it's only two changes. It's Zahor in for Dad Bod and it's Corn Beef in for Sean Williams. So I think, you know, this is the team. Is this the team you would go with, Ant, or is this the team you think he will go with? It's a bit of both. It's the formation yeah. I know he'll go with and what I think the best players would be for the system. I think, granted, Dad Bod played all right, but... Let's be honest, he just runs around. I could do that. I could run around if he wanted me to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on your own there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he runs around. He, you know, he's he's not, he's he's quite he's quite street smart the way he plays, but he's just not got the quality. I think Zahor's when he's fully fit is is streets ahead of him. And I think with Jed playing a bit further up and a bit more licensed to do what he wants. I think that then gives us a bit more of a threat going forward because when Jed's playing solely on the right, I feel like he's restricted. He's tracking back, trying to help the, the fullback out. By the time we're down the other end of the pitch, oh, we're not getting the best out of Jed Wallace. As he maybe he's peaked with us, but I think he's always going to play, isn't he? Jed's always going to play, so he might as well put him in a position where he's going to get goals because he's our top goal scorer mm. somehow. Shows you how, how poor we've been this season. I'd agree with Steve here. Steve says, I think there's a lot more to come from Zahor, and I think he just needs games. He will come good. What you said there, Ant, as well, Spawn, lot, you're getting a lot of love. This is why I've fucking been trying to get you back in the game for a while, Ant, because I do know you do know you're fit. But um, yeah. what Anthony said there is spot on, Connor. What do you think? Because I, this is another issue I've had with Rowett, is he just goes with the same thing. He, he, he always sets up the same, no matter whether we're playing, as Anthony said. Yeah. Coventry at home where we were playing Bournemouth away and sometimes he worries too much about the opposition instead of them you know let's think about or do you know what to be honest I've got that wrong he don't even think about the opposition because he goes with the same thing every time doesn't he yeah too same with his with his, with his um with his intent and his formations yeah mate I think he's uh and 100% spot on there I think 
I don't understand why uh, Rowett does decide to play five at the back at home in the likes of Coventry or Rotherham game because they're the types of games that you need to be going out. These teams have only just got promoted. They're the, they're the teams you need to go out and be hammering like two or three nil. At home. Mm. I mean, no disrespect to either of them, but you know the likes of Coventry, they completely ran us off the park mm. with like you know this is this is what back to like what I'm saying about the team being too static, and it's like yeah, change things up, like do play different formations and whatnot. But he's just sticking every time like we're picking up a point against a good team. You know, he seems to stick with the back five. And mm. it's like, well, if it's, if it's like we're picking up a point against a decent team, we haven't really played the best, but we're picking up a point and then we're just all sort of just, you know, clutching at straws in terms of like to, oh yeah, we've we done like, this good, we've done that like good. With it. And well, I noticed that when you said yeah. about your, you know, the weekend, you went, you, Connor, you said, you know, we're doing slight things slightly well, everyone's going, it's the best thing ever. Because we're, yeah. you know, we're clutching the straws a bit. I, I agree with what you said, mate. You said that tonight and on your video the weekend. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, but and and that's it. That's, that's it, basically. As if to say, mm. like, oh, yeah, you know, we've, we've got a point at Bournemouth. Oh, we could have come away with all three. But don't get me wrong. I think we did play very well against Bournemouth. But, like, we seemed to, they seem to have been, like, they seem to have opened up and we was able to hit them on the break. And we mm. actually looked pretty dangerous. But we get a, we're picking up points and then we lose a game and then we get another point. And then it's, it's just sort of like, Every time we do get a good point, he's revert. He's keep the same team for the next game, and I think he does need to keep changing it up, dependent on who we're playing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, by the way, as well, that's why me personally, when people wonder why I lose my absolute shit when we lose at home to teams like Coventry, because I know they're games we've got to win because we got right. a lot bigger and stiffer, stiffer tests coming up. As you saw on the screen there, boys, um, a couple of comments uh, about. Um, Mason Bennett. So people are asking, Mason Bennett, Ken, he's not been in anyone's team there tonight, by the way. Yeah, I think Why has he um, not been in yours, Ken? I think I've lost my trust in, in Bennett a little bit at, yeah, at the moment. Sense. I mean, we, we've we seen him. I can't remember who he scored against, but he scored a, a nice little curler outside the box. City. It was Bristol City. But other than that, all I can remember about Bennett is him getting injured or... He, he almost looked as if he wasn't bothered or he's getting tired quickly. And, um, it, you know, he, he hasn't set the world alight. And unfortunately, he falls back into that little group of Rowett's buddies. So maybe you get you get a little bit of negative. You, you feel a bit negative because of that. Um, I'd, I'd have Bennett on the bench, definitely. Um, and he would be my 20-minute my impact player, maybe, instead of... Um, you know the, the Smith reversal type of thing, um, but yeah, he is he is direct and strong. Um, but like I say, I've just lost my trust in him a little bit. And if if you lose as a manager, if you lose your trust in a player, um, you have to you have to move on and change change it up. Do you know what I've half got? A, I like Bennett. Right, the, the issues I've got with Bennett is he looks about as fit as me. Can't get fit, and I've really defended him at points. And what you said, Ken, maybe this is poor from me. But I see him a little bit as one of Rowett's buddies and it pisses me off a little bit. And I think <laughs> yeah. no matter what he does, he's going to play. I do agree with Steve. And I've always said this. He's wasted on the left and he needs to be more central. Anthony, where do you stand? On... <laughs> uh, that's a bit harsh, but I was just laughing because I remember the Raggy Dolls. If he remembers the Raggy Dolls, that's where sad sounds from. Anthony, you won't be too young to remember that. But um, yeah. where do you stand <laughs> as a player, Anthony? Why is he in your team? I think he's... he's... 
he's one of the best footballers at the club. But I think if we're playing, if Wright's going with with five two, whatever it is, five three two, whatever, I think it's a straight competition between Bennett and Jed. You can't have both of them in in that system. When you when we've been playing one striker and, and Jed and Bennett on either side, it it we lose any any sort of midfield battle. The midfield battles we've been losing pretty much every match, and it's the reason why. Like Cooper and Hutchinson could be in the form of their life, we'd still be conceding goals right now because our midfield's so lightweight. So to have Bennett and Jed when we're already playing three centre backs and two wing backs just leaves us so tight in the middle. At least if you're bringing someone inside like Thompson. Or if, if he wanted to play Bennett there, I'm sure Bennett could play there, but I'd feel more comfortable with an actual central midfielder playing in the central roles. I think, you know, Bennett on his days is one of our best players, but he's going to have to earn his way back into the team, I think. If he, get, if he can get back into the team, it's a good thing. It means he's, he's training well, scoring goals. But yeah. at the minute, apart from that Bristol City goal, you know, he tracks back, but it's not, it's not effective. Uh, you know, as I said, I think he is one of our better players, but I think... Maybe he needs this time off the pitch and to to try and get his because now he's not a lone player anymore. He's a permanent, so you know hopefully he can he can get back into the team. But having Jed and Bennett at the minute, I just think is a bit of a luxury. Do you know what? Actually, I said this a while ago. We should have Jed Mahoney and Bennett as a three behind a one. But so many factors have got to go well. All three of those players are not going to turn up all at the same time. And that's no. why they're very in and out. They're very luxury yeah. players. Con, what's your opinions on Bennett and why didn't he make your starting eleven? Um, I think the reason that Bennett didn't make my starting eleven is, you know, Kenny said it just then. He's one of those players for me who come on for the last 20 minutes. And at the moment, I feel like he is, well, not even at the moment, even like last season when we had him on loan, I wasn't very keen on signing him permanently. And, mm. and, for, like for me, he's a very hit and miss player. Like hot blows, hot and cold. Like he could, he could be like he could go and. <laughs> I agree with that, by the way. <laughs> 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 I'm literally listening to him, and I'm like, fucking um, get him in. Come. I've started going there. Are we back in. Yeah, sorry, I started going there. Um, basically, where I stand, Bennett is. Yeah, I feel like he's a. If he's a last twenty minute player. Then why is he not good enough to get into the starting lineup? I wasn't keen on signing him over the summer. I feel like he'd do one or two good things, and then he'd warrant a starting place. But for me, I feel like him and Mahoney, even I don't really see them as us. Like exactly, they are exactly luxury players for me. Yeah, and I feel like if you're if yeah if you are two or three nil up. They sound like a, some sort of <laughs> middle-class artist or saying, what a great name. Go on, sorry, <laughs> on. That is a fantastic name. It's true though. Free luxury is free luxury winners. Oh, winners luxury players, sorry. Yeah. I feel like if we if we were two new up in a game, then all three of them would probably be on song and they'd probably be playing the games of their lives and play really well on the back of confidence. If we're two nil down. And we had a player like Mason Bennett and Mahoney on either wing. I don't see us getting back into a game. Mm -hmm. I agree. And this is the problem I've got with Gary Rowett's signings. Now, listen, again, to contradict and criticise myself, I was all for new age football. I don't want Harris Hoofball. A lot of us said it. I want to see a new type way of playing. Let's get new players in. And we've got players in like Bennett and Woods. And I said in the video, 
which is great. These are the better type players that we could ever get. You know, we're, we're looking for bigger and better things. But unfortunately, like you just said, Connor, when you're in the fucking trenches, mate, and your back's against the wall, these ain't the sort of players that could dig in and fight. Are they, Ant? No. No, they're not. They're not. I think, yeah, bring on one of them maybe with 20, 25 minutes to go if you're trying to get and chase the game. If you, if you brought a Mahoney and Smith with 20 minutes to go, that, that, that can change the game, something like that. But if you're relying on these players to... Uh, start the match give you like 70 80 minutes i just don't see it and the thing is nowadays teams set up they they do their research they do their homework they know if matt smith's starting they know what's going to happen so that's why I went, the subs are almost as important as the starting 11 and i think rowett's got it wrong every time every time mm -hmm. we try to get back in the game or even try and win a match he's got the substitutions wrong and sometimes he's brought matt smith on but there's no one there's no one there to cross it so mm. Uh, or sometimes he'll bring on he'll he'll bring on Bennett or whoever and and we've got no defence. So well, I think it was against I can't remember who we played just on the turn of New Year and we would at one point it was just four two four. We had four strikers on. We're very yeah, Holloway esque, didn't we? Yeah, I was like yeah yeah mm. it, exactly that. It reminded me of a Holloway team when he played like Wolford in the central cent middle of the park with like it was ridiculous. Where Gary Taylor Fletcher was like in in at Cam like. It just reminds me. It just makes me think. Does he actually know what is what is what he's doing at the minute? I'd like to yeah. think he is, but it also mm. seems a bit panicky to me as well. Yeah, do you know what? As well, and saying that, sorry, Kenny's back with us. How are you doing, Kenny? You've moved to the bottom left. How's that for you? Is that better? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> like, what happened? It's gone well tonight, boys. Oh, no. You know what? Anthony was just saying something that well, I always touch on as well. well. Where I think we've gone backwards under Rowett. Okay, and he said. He gets the substitutions wrong all the fucking time. All the time. Now, I would argue, when he first took over, he used to get the substitutions very, very right. right. He would make substitutions at points, and I always point back to this game, the Cholton game, you know, looking like he wasn't going to win it. He wasn't happy with a point. He went with, um, he brought an Aiden O'Brien, Matt Smith changed the game. But his substitutions and his whole idea in general seems to have gone back with that. Colin Moon has said the whole team has been rubbish. We shouldn't single anyone out. This is a question we're going to lead on to now. We'll start with Kenny, then we'll go to Connor. Do you blame the manager or do you blame the players for the current situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I got quite heated yeah, the other night on the, um, on the WhatsApp group about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, the, the, the way I see it is that the football team are, are professionals. It's a job for them. They have to do as they're told by their manager. Um. If the players are not doing as they're told as a manager and as professionals, the manager should do something about it. Well, he's not doing anything about it, so you must presume that the players are doing what they're told and the manager is happy with the way they're, they're playing. Spot on. So it falls completely down to the manager. Um, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, listen, I, I, I've watched a couple of games and you look at it and you go, they don't look as interested. They don't look as interested, but... You know, listen, I'm a landscaper and I'm laying a patio and my boss is really happy with me, um, then then I'm doing a good job. But if I don't believe in what he's offering the customer, then all of a sudden I don't work as hard. You know, and I, and I, and I, don't, I know that's an awful way of putting it, but... <laughs> Mate, it's a job, it's first. Of course, it's yeah. fine, it's fine. You know, a bricklayer will lay a thousand bricks for, for a good boss or or 500 for a bad one. You know, that's that's the way it is. Um, and that's the way I feel that the players are. I feel the players, especially after we concede, you can you can sort of see it in 
in the way they are that the minute we concede, they could they sort of go, I can see, I knew this weren't going to work. Yeah, you make yeah. you, you're spot on. You can see it go fuck. You can just see it drain out of them, can't you? Yeah, yeah. I really, and, um, I really agree with that. And, and so, yeah, for me, it's all completely Routes' fault. Mm, and I'm a single player. Steve Lee's made a, a very good point again. Steve, problem is, this is what I've said as well. Problem is, it would take eight or nine players to change the style to how he wants to play. Now, I believe, Con, I think Gary Rowett's standing in now on the touchline thinking, to watch what I'm having to do to make this work, like I did at Huddersfield, is making me feel physically sick and it's damaging my reputation as a manager. And I don't want to be doing this. But at the same time, you know, I don't want to be losing my job. I'm going to give a really bad innuendo then, which I'm not going to do because it's a family show. But go on, Con. But do you think it's the players? Do you think it's the manager? <laughs> Um, sorry, mate. It keeps on cutting out of me, and I keep on not like being able to gather what the questions are. Um, That's cool. I, mean, I, I think it is a one. bit of both. I think you've got to look at the. Yeah, just quit, mate. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't no cut off again. I'm gonna get everyone else to get off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, I think it is a bit of both. You know, you can't really blame the manager for, you know, the players' lack of effort on the pitch. You know, there's there's so many players on the pitch who are too static. Um, and I feel like we're not working together as a team. You know, I watched an um, interview with James Madison for Leicester. Now, I know it's a different kettle of fish, but he actually said after the game, he said, the thing is with Brendan Rodgers, we don't take no passengers on the bus. He says, we've all got to keep moving. We've all got to be working off the ball. And at the moment, I don't think the players are working off the ball for each other. Fair enough, sometimes he does get the tactics wrong and he tries changing it up. Um, but I feel like the players wait till we go one nil down and then they start performing. You know what I mean? So it's like sometimes, it, yeah, it can be the manager to a certain extent, but then you've got to look at the players. You know, sometimes we're so sluggish on the ball. Mm. But, and to be fair, I know like we've named our back four as the constant back four of Cooper and Hutch, but I feel like sometimes they can be the, the two that the two of them, you know, Cooper and Hutch can be quite sluggish in games sometimes sorry to cut you off i think they're completely fucked i think they're very much exposed by the lack of protection they get from a midfield two and they've had to play so many games that they're just absolute like they're lambs to the slaughter in my opinion at the minute yeah. but they have, they have both very badly tailed off they're full yeah. of but i just think that's due to the sheer amount of games and pressure they're being put under by, uh, yeah, by, then, by the opposite team but you say that it's like every every other team's in the same boat. We've all got a play. We've all got to play two or three games in a week. You know, it's like I feel like he is. I know he's using Cooper and Hutchinson more as like wide defenders now, who like do try and bomb forward. But of recent, I just feel like they have lost all confidence in the midfield, and rightly so. And then when you lose confidence in your midfield, you lose constant confidence in yourself because you think, "Fuck, I've got to, like I've got to do I've got to do two players' jobs here." And mm. you look at sometimes when we're playing, I've said it in like a post-match analysis about Woods and Leonard. When we're backing off, we're backing, they're backing off into the into the defensive role where you should be leaving Cooper and like, I feel like we haven't got enough midfield support. I don't I do mm. feel like I'm not singling singling out the midfield, but we haven't got enough midfield support and the confidence in the midfield to you know back up the defence. I feel and I feel like they are quality players. Mm. And, they, and we do have a great defence at the moment, but I feel like I'm going off topic here, you know? but we need the midfield what to back them up. What did I to do with the briefing, boys? Don't go off topic. I'm joking. Go on, carry on, mate. 
that's all of yeah. Alan Browning said, Steve Lee's and Colin Moon show. Alan, if you want to ask a question, mate, do not be shy to fire in. I'll make sure I definitely, <laughs> definitely read it. But, uh, boys, you're both spot on. Anthony, let's go to you. Um, is it the manager? Is it the players? Is it a combination of both? Yeah, I think if you just asked me like a few weeks ago, I, I would have, if I was to put a number in it, I'd have said like sixty percent his fault. But I just can't, I just can't get out of my head like games like Coventry, like that really pissed me off. That game, like it wasn't. Yeah, I don't care agree. if we lose with to that score line, but I just thought surely this isn't a professional manager. Like I, I, I just couldn't understand. I still don't understand some of the changes he makes. I really don't. And it's easy for me to sit here and say it because like, I'm sure if I was there tomorrow, we'd probably get spanked 10-0. But I, but the I thing just, is, and he, it, he was what you say. We don't agree with what he's doing now. But the, he was doing the things that he's not doing right now. Previous, he was doing them right, wasn't he? Yeah, so it's like when, when Harris got sacked, he came in. He, it sort of looked like he was going to be the sort of manager that would adapt. If we played better teams, it set up in a certain way where we'd soak the pressure up going to counter the game that springs to mind is against uh I think was it Brentford where he was where he's in charge was that Aiden O'Brien scored the winner I think was he in charge for that game all right yeah but he, uh, Malumbi chased the keeper down didn't he yeah yeah that one yeah so that that game mm. springs to mind where we were solid uh, like obviously we had none of the ball really but we was expecting that against Brentford then we carry on the season I think if we're all being honest with ourselves towards the end of Last season, I think we should have got the playoffs. I think I think we should have. I think there's a lot of games paper over the cracks where we drew, where we draw literally every other week. And there were games, the QPR one springs to mind, where, where you got it wrong. And that's all well and good because at the end of the day, we don't expect we don't expect to get playoffs every year. We don't expect to no. go up. But I kind of thought this year would be a, a stepping stone in the right direction. You know, I thought. Yeah, if we get top off, maybe have a little push for the playoffs at some point, that would be the minimum. And maybe, again, that's just me being deluded because we was in League One, what, four years ago. So, you know, we should just be I happy think... to be in this position. But I think... Yeah, go on, mate. Sorry, sorry. You carry on, like, sorry. Yeah, we had, we had a base there from the end of last season. Yeah, we failed to get the playoffs, but we had a group of players there that knew what they were capable of. They could get results over, over, over the course of the season. And then... As soon as them loan signings became, or Woods was another loan and Bennett permanent, it just it just felt like the whole thing became complacent, right? I think he just mm. presumed that oh, I just have to put a side out and they'll get me the results. And mm. it's got to the point now where we're past we're past New Year's, and I, I genuinely think he hasn't got a clue anymore. Could, can anyone from from the WhatsApp chat or anyone in the comments could you could you sit there and tell me for sure eight nine players that should be playing every week? If the answer is no, then there's a problem. Because mm. at this at this stage of the season, I've, I think of the best teams that have been in our league, like Burnley when they went up on the Sean Dyche. They had the same team every week, and they had. I know it's a bit different now, but they had Tuesday Saturday fixtures, and and they and teams a few years like Newcastle as well. They manage it with 13, 14, 15 players. Routes played pretty much every combination every combination of player possible in the wrong system. I think against a lot of the teams, and it's not worked. So it's not. Yeah, the players have to take some responsibility because I don't mm. think they're putting in 110%. But he's tried everyone. Ferguson. He's had to bring in McNamara from... from what about when he went in Barcelona and Bradshaw as a new front two? 
Yeah, but like that's the thing. The fact he starts with Vasa, I don't want to slate him because you know if he scores tomorrow, I'll be you know I'll be bigging him up. But I just think there has to come a point where he realizes that the system he plays against a lot of the teams that aren't as they're not good at keeping the ball. There has to come a point where he goes, why don't we go for this? Why is there rains? It's like he's raining all the players in. Make sure you stay in the game with twenty minutes to go. That just seems like what he says. It's like mm. any team we play is. It's like he's told everyone, right, as long as we're in the game with 20 minutes to go, then we'll, then we'll go for it. But why? I remember when we came eighth and the season with Harris and we were, we were scoring early every time. We were, sco- we were, we were, we were, the first 20, 30 minutes, we were all over most teams and it got the job done. But I think Rowett now is, it's like, he, yeah, I, I blame him on Rowett to be honest. But I'm not going to mm. say I don't think Rowett is going to get sacked because you know they've let him sign mm. someone today. I think they'll give him to the end of the season because it's the same story when we do shit in the championship. There's three teams worse than us. So by that logic, mm. I don't no, know. I know you're, you're right, but it's such a poor way to, to put that. Yeah. Um, but listen, I agree with what you're saying, and what you're saying is is he's right. Everything that Rowett was doing right before, he's now doing wrong. So this moves us on to. Just going to say hello to Lapo Romani. I love you. Is that all of us or me personally? Thanks for the debate. <laughs> from Florence. Thanks for tuning on. This is nothing to do with anything, but Tits McGee's a little anchor man thing. I'm Ron Burgundy. So let's move on now to uh, one more. Sorry, there's been a donation as well. Simon Patterson, a Patreon, a regular donator to the channel. Really much appreciate your donation. So let's move on now to the topic of which Anthony's led us on to nicely. Does the manager, listen, we know how I feel. Kenny, are you row it in or are you row it out? If you row it in, how does he save it? No, I'm um, 100% row it out. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I, I sort of copy what you say, really, in that it, there's a rot and it's, it won't go away now. Um, doesn't matter who he brings in. Doesn't matter what he does. Um, unless he goes with my 4-4-2 tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Uh, which which is not going to do. Uh, uh, I'm not going off topic, but just off of um, what what Anthony said, um, he does keep playing the same system, um, and that has been. It, it's almost like he done his own work um, on games, knew, found out a way to beat these teams, and, and then went forward with it. But once um, Davidson left, it's almost like, well, hang on a minute. The last game we played this four two three one. So that's what I'm going to do. And it's almost like he's just stuck with that since since he's gone. Um, and he doesn't have a plan B. So my problem is, is if he doesn't have a plan B, plan C, plan D, which you need in the championship, um, then we need someone that has. And his record isn't glowing. You know, we're not lucky to have him. You always say this. Why yeah. do people think we're so, you know, we're so lucky to have him? You've always yeah, said no. that. Yeah, I mean, his record is not glowing. I mean, you only have to ask the, the Derby fans... Um, the Birmingham fans, nobody has any glowing reports about him. Mm. You know, it's defensive-minded football and it doesn't get us anywhere other than 17th, 18th in the in the table every season. And that's where we're going. Mm. Connor, so I think, yeah, mate, you, Kenny's out. Did I ask you, Anthony, if you're in or out? You're in, no. Anthony, you out, in or out? You sit on the fence for a minute and I'll ask Connor. Yeah. Connor, exactly what Kenny said, you know, and what people are saying here, he's had his chances, time to go, his record's poor, 
where do you stand with it, mate? And if he does go, what's, you know, so I'm saying, I'm asking the people if he can save it, how can he save it? First of all, where are you? Are you in or are you out? Um, well, at the moment, I think I've got splinters on my ass because I'm sitting on the fence. Um, <laughs> I got that from your video the other night. He was like, listen, I can't see it changing unless he goes. And I was thinking, just fucking say it. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm, it's, it was like you with Harris, you know, you, you hate to want to say it because, yeah. you know what, he he actually done, I think he done blinding, you know, he coming in last season, yeah. he inherited a squad that Harris had. And he made us into like playoff contenders. And I do seriously believe if we wouldn't have, if the season wouldn't have stopped because of COVID and we had the fans in, I think we would have easily made the playoffs and potentially got to the Prem. But at the moment, with the way things are and how we're playing, I am gonna, I am swaying towards out, right? But I'll tell you the, I'll tell you my reasons as for why. I'll tell you the reasons, the reasons as for why is, I'm looking back now and, yeah, the last 15, 20 performances, if we was all in the stadium, we would be calling for, we'd be calling for a manager's head. So, yeah, look, we've got 39 win percent at Brum, 43 at 37 at Mill. It's, it's not, it is not overly great. And I know his record does look terrible. And it's true what Kenny said, you know, you look at um, Birmingham fans, even said he was blinding for the first season. And then second season, he was terrible. Even when we played Stoke away last season, when we got a point, I remember the Stoke fans singing Gary Rowett, his football is shit. Yeah, I remember that Stoke fans were singing that. And we was just we was just sitting there like in honeymoon period because he'd been playing so well, we've been playing brilliant yeah. football. And looking at it now, I'm thinking back to the summer. Like, he's had what, about three transfer windows now? Mm. And can you honestly tell me now any players that he has bought in that you can look at and say, fuck me, they're going to set the world light. They're going to be really good. You can't. I can't actually put my finger on any player that he has bought in, and and set the world alight. So, mm. I, and that be, that being said, I yeah, I am have I am swaying more towards uh, the Gary uh, Rowett out. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to push it out of me, mate. Yeah, mate. Listen, listen. listen I know what you're saying because you you got to be careful. You say you only get to say it once, and that's why I said it so early. And I wouldn't have said that. I would have put five years of what I built on the line if I wasn't fucking sure. And I could just see something has changed. And it, it, like you say, uh, Con, with his, you know, everywhere he goes, it's the same turnout. He brings in the same players. I think he's more of a stabiliser than a builder. I think he'll come in and he'll, he'll help stabilise something that's not going quite right. And he'll be very defensive, but then he won't be able to progress. RT01 says we're in a rut. But this is, this is it though, mate. This is the thing that, uh, annoys me. It's the fact that we was playing really well under him to begin with, and we was playing nice passing football. And it wasn't majorly attacking football, but we were controlling games. And I was going to games feeling so confident we was going to come away with all three points. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, I am acting a bit like Matt Hancock at the moment, aren't I? <laughs> I'm not, not going to say. Um, but yeah, I. But I, I think we've got to, we've obviously got to wait for this transfer window. Hopefully, he does bring in more because I would like nothing more to, than to see him succeed, as we all would, you know. Because obviously, it's Millwall. We all love Millwall. But yeah, for me at the moment, I'm swaying towards Rowett out because I'm starting to lose major patience with him. 
Mm, I agree with this, what Steve says. Bang on. This, by the way, boys, he's not the actual Steve Morrison, but we just we have this little game that we pretend he is. I like it. Gary Rowett is a revolving door manager. No longevity, no success. We need someone who can establish himself like Harris did over a number of years. That is why I didn't want him in the first place, because I don't think he's got any longevity. And I think longevity, sorry. And I think that we showed a lot more loyalty to him as a fan base than we did to Neil Harris. Now, if the shoe was on the other foot, as Danny rightly said the other day, would he show the same loyalty to us? Anthony, is it a run? Is it a bad run? Are we in a bit of a rut or has the rot set in? No, I think next season, I, I don't want him as manager. No, regardless mm. of what happens, I think he should stay to the end of the season because he's got the players there. I don't think I don't think we'll get relegated with him in charge. And if we do, then you can, you can abuse me later. But I think... He has, he's got to stay now. I don't think there's anyone that we could bring in off the top of my head that's that's going to get anything better out of these group, this group of players because, as I said, there's not going to be no fans probably to the end of the season now. I think, as I said, he's good enough to keep us in the division, which is a sad thing to say because we went into the season with a bit, bit of more optimism than usual. But regardless of what happens from now till, till whenever the season ends, I, I, I'd like a new manager in September or whenever the season starts because mm. I think, you know, he's done his purpose. He's, he's fulfilled his purpose. He almost got us to where we wanted last season. If he can keep us up this season, thank you very much. Let's try and get someone else in. Maybe Tony Pugh, this is looking for a... Uh, hey, hey. Freaking... <laughs> hey, hey. It's like Kenny said, though, like, you're saying thanks very much, right? Thanks for coming, shake his hand. You've, done, you, you've kept us where we, you know, you stabilise us to a point. But some people really think he's special to us, and we're lucky to have him. I think this question's aimed no, at me. Yeah. Hold on, you've always said you take finishing one point above the relegation zone, yet we all knew Rout Cohen will be a project to try and change the identity and the style of play at the club. So I'll just answer that one quickly. I did say that, and I did think, again, listen, I would happily finish there every season. If we'd have started the season bottom or mid-table, gone down, come back up, I've not got a problem with that. What I can see is going on on the pitch, which I've said, and... People can't knock me for it because I said it off the Middlesbrough and people thought I was fucking mad. I could just tell, as with Neil Harris, the dynamic, something is changing. It's just it's just done under route, in my opinion. So if we finish 21st every every season, I don't have a problem with that in a cup run. Let's have it right. As Mill fans really want to exist in the championship and have a good cup run. But we've not done this throughout the season. We've gone fuck off and dropped like a stone. Now, we said, is it the players or is it the manager? We've had that chat. Colin Moon asked again... I just wanted to cover this, what he said. It is a Colin Moon and Steve Reed shows. We still have the players. Kenny, do you believe, regardless of the manager, we have the players to keep us in this division? Yeah, I, I definitely do. I, as I've said, I, I think a lot of players are being played out of position. I think the formation is completely wrong. I 100% think we have the players in our squad. And, and I'd quite easily take out all of our lone players in that as well take them away. And I still think we'd have the players to compete in this, in, in the championship. Um, I was going to say just a minute ago, what's more worrying about um, Rowett and his signings is that he's gone and signed players that he's had before and not been successful with. That's what worries me. Agreed. You know, so yeah, we definitely have the players to, to compete in this. If we put the right players in the right positions... Connor? Um, yeah, I, I do agree with that. I would say I would, to a certain extent, send back 
a couple of loan players. I'd send back Parrot. Um, I think I would keep Ryan, Ryan Woods because he is a player who I think we could use to his best of his capabilities in the right position. Um, I think going forward, I think we just need, we just need to start signing players, to be honest with you, mate. Um, it's hard to put a finger on, mate, where it's going wrong. I think it is, a lot of the time it is the players, but do you think the players yeah, are good enough if we change things slightly tactic-wise? You know well, I would say, listen, I'll say we I would I would argue it's not even a question. Because these are the yeah. players that Harris survived yeah. with, the majority of them. These are the players yeah. that finished eighth under Rowett. These are the players up to the tenth of October were fifth looking at the fucking top two. Come. Well, I think I think the players we have got are good enough, but it's like Kenny said, I think we do need to send a few lone players out, a few of the lone players back. And we have to start using, I think we have to build the team at the moment, for the meantime, around Ben Thompson. You know, because I think he is one of the only players who is going to start giving mm. it, to start give, giving us that confidence boost to start pushing us up the table. And you're spot on. But on that note, but I know exactly where you're coming from. You don't really rate Thompson. I know he's not a fantastic <laughs> footballer. But in the here yeah. and now, to survive in this division, people like him are exactly what we need. Do you yeah. agree? Yeah, this is what I've, I've touched on before. So I say he is, for me, he is the short-term fix. But long-term, I would sell him at the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? Because I think he has got that, because he's a Millwall fan, you know, he knows what the Millwall fans want. And yeah, I think we have got the team to survive and to stay in the league. I think there is, like Anthony said before, we're, there are three teams in this league who are going to end up being worse than us. It was like the season when... Uh, Rotherham went, went down. I think we was absolutely terrible that season and we literally survived by the skin of our teeth because Rotherham were just worse. But this season, I think we have got the players, I think played in the right positions with the best of their strengths and them all giving it 100%. I don't see why we can't even be a mid-table team this season. Mm. Mm. Be wrong if I didn't shout my son out. Shout out to the boy. He's in the chat. Also, <laughs> a shout out to... Um, Pani Pascal, hi there, lads. Mr. Den, best wishes from Barcelona. Regards from Espanol fan. Thank you very Oh, and you know what? While we're doing shout outs to family, is Kenny. He's proud of you, Ken. <laughs> Gary Drake was in the chat. Kenny's old man. Shout out to Cheers, Gary. Man. Not afraid to buy a pint, by the way. Gary in fucking Paris, <laughs> Paris. He's good as gold. Um, right, Anthony, let's move Not on to. Not afraid to drink them either. <laughs> <laughs> What's the. Um, Anthony, is it the players? Do we have the players, basically, to get us out of this? Yeah, I think, yeah, as, I, as I said before, I, I really don't see us going down. I think there'll be times, if we stick with right to the end of the season, there'll be times where you might question it. But I think from now to the end of the season, we, we definitely have enough to stay up. I think the problem we have now is from now to the end of the season, if, if Rowett's going to stay to the end of the season, I think he's got to look at some of these players now and... If they've got a future at the club, I'd start throwing them in. And if they don't, I'd, I'd whether that means we're playing not as strong a team, I think if we're going to build something for the for the next few seasons, I think you know McNamara's got to start every match now from now to the end of the season. Thompson, whether he has a future or not, I'm not sure. I think the problem with him is is end product. You know, if he, if he had a bit more, if he had end product, he probably wouldn't be playing for us because he can do everything. He can run. He can. He's, his passing's not too bad. 
if he could score some goals, he probably wouldn't be with us. And the thing is, it, it seems crazy because I remember when he scored two against Birmingham when that first time he came back from from his loan spell, I thought I thought we had a player there. I really did. I thought we had someone that we'd be able to rely on for the next five 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 plus seasons. But for whatever reason, I just don't. I just maybe it's Rao, it's maybe Rao, it's uh, style of play doesn't suit him or what. But for whatever reason, there's just something missing with him. Something. Do you know what it is, right? And, and maybe I think I'm being too big time. I, I know my football, and I could just sense that something's missing. But listen, Anthony, there's no more fucking room. Connor's not giving up no room on that that bench. So we need to know: are you row it in or are you fucking row it? I'm I'm row it in for the rest of the season, but row it out as soon as the season's up. Come join me, the politician, mate. Come join me. Our own fucking political party here. Touch on this, then, Kenny, because this is this is the elephant in the room. Not talking about me. We need the Messiah back. So you might be wondering who the Messiah is. Someone else says, for fuck's sake, please stop mentioning Neil Harris. Of course, Neil <laughs> Harris has been attacked. Now, people are asking in the comments, so it is relevant. And it's very coincidental with the timing that a lot of us now want row it out. And Neil Harris has been out of a job. Ronald Lowe says, please stop thinking about Harris. Kenny, if you got the opportunity to bring Neil Harris back to the club... Uh, do, do you know what? It's a difficult one. This is, um, this is a, a Thompson situation. Do you know what? For, for right now, for right now, having someone on Neil Harris back at the club would probably be ideal. Someone that someone that knows the club, is passionate about the club, know what the fans want, know what the club needs. But on the flip side of that, long term, it's not it's not worth it. So you'd have to say no on on that basis. Yeah, people say no. Listen, it's not a question that I would have asked. It's not a subject I would have brought up ordinarily, but people are mentioning it in the comments. I've just got visions of this guy sitting there with a beautiful tweed suit on and a glass of port. <laughs> <laughs> like, looking out on his veranda like he's got loads of dough. What a great name, Trev. Thanks yeah. for tuning in, mate. Um, so, yeah, Colin's saying 10 steps back. If he was ever going to take Harris, which we're probably not going to, but people are asking. I know what Kenny's saying exactly. To get him in temporarily to the end of the season. You see, you can see it, can't you, in the headline. Gary Rowett sacked Neil Harris put in charge until the end of the season. Con, <laughs> would you be going for that or not really? People saying Mate, that, 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 is, that is something that I would actually dread, right? And I know and that sounds terrible, right? I know he's a club legend, right? And I do love him because I've watched him growing up and he is an absolute legend for me and he's done well to bring us as far as what he has. However, I do agree with the majority of the comments here and saying bringing Harris back is just backward steps. Because then what's going to happen? Is he going to end up bringing Steve Morrison? He's going to be bringing a gang <laughs> back together, isn't he? That's what I mean. He's going to end up bringing, we're going to end up getting Gregory back on loan, right? Kevin he'll probably get, he'll probably, he'll probably get, yeah, he'll probably start getting uh, Morris, Morrison out of retirement. Yeah. And Marshall. That's, if, if yeah, Marshy's if he's legend. not good Marshy's enough, leave, leave, leave him out of this shit. If, <laughs> I feel, I think uh, Harris is just a no go for me. I'm afraid. Yeah. I think I he's mean, if he's not if he can't cut it at Cardiff, then why why are we taking him as yeah, another this, championship? This guy, this guy spoke a lot of sense in the in the chat. He said Harris has gone, leave it. But um, yeah. yeah, there you go. Well, listen, boys. I've really enjoyed this. I think we've covered everything, but there's still 200 people in the chat. So if anyone wants to address anything else, 
talk about anything else, then we're an hour and a half deep. It's the longest one yet, but it's going really well. So if anyone um, wants to say anything, if not, we'll wrap it up. Should we talk about potential managers? Should Rowett go? Has anyone got any ideas yeah. on that? I, Tony Pugh, this is the only one I can think of that's available. <laughs> <laughs> not fucking very much. I reckon it's like fucking Clark Kent and fucking Superman. I reckon you are actually Pulis. Yeah. Why did he get at his last job? This is what I'm saying again. Like with um, not Harris, fuck me, but Harris on the brain with Rowett. You know, Harris five games sacked, Pulis ten games, not one win. God, like we why? Have, okay, let's like, let's discuss this because we've just gone past two hundred again in the chat. <laughs> and it is open to anyone who wants to discuss it. Why do? Why are we so loyal to Rowett more so than we was with Harris? I can't work it out. I think um, I think Rowett's in in a situation at the moment with a bad times that we've given him a lot more space. Oh, I, I, also, <laughs> I also don't think we'd get away with these performances if we had 14,000 Millwall fans yeah. watching the games at, at the den. So at the moment, Rowett, obviously he has the people to answer to that he needs to, to answer to. But if you're in a stadium with 14,000 Millwall fans booing you off the pitch at half-time and booing you off at full-time, in the end, we usually have the last word and something then has to change, you know? So he's got a lot of space and a lot of time at the moment. Boys, just discuss that for a minute because I've got to go Sorry, crack on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, I think if we did get rid of Rowett, I personally, this sounds like a proper um, risky one. I'd go for Tim Cahill and Stephen Reid. I've seen a few people say it in the comments, but I feel like I know previously I've heard Danny say that have, and I don't know if you've said it before, Kenny, about having Pierce and Williams. Yeah, but I personally, I just feel like them two would get us down to bring us down to League One. I think bringing in if we did bring in Cahill and um, Reid, I feel like Reid's done a good job as an assistant manager elsewhere. Um, and I think the Cahill, I think he was the reason that we went on that long run. Was it like 15 games unbeaten or something? Oh, yeah, he yeah, came back. 17. I was just saying that. I said I'd bring in, I know it's a bit of a risky one. I'd go for Tim Cahill and Stephen Reid. And I have a lot, a lot of people are saying it in the comments, but I feel like some of these comments are reading my mind because I said that before. I said that last week when my dad was on. I said, you know, it is a very, very risky one. But I'm saying the reason I'm going with Cahill and Stephen Reid is because I think Cahill is, he was the reason that we went on that 15 game run. Yeah. And I feel like just that bit, just that bit of confidence that he'd give to the players, I feel like that would get us pushing right up the table. Yeah. And listen, let's have something right. People are saying in the comments, how, uh, you know, should we get Cahill in? Should we get Reid in? Should we get an ex player in, Steve Morrison? Let's not forget, yeah. boys, we've been here before and it worked. Neil Harris learned on the job. Yeah, didn't they? And yeah, I think I I think I wouldn't have a problem with that because how many managers now are just discovered from being at the club for a few years and then they've they've gone on taking a job and then they get it full time thrown I into it. The, thrown into it. I think the thing yeah. is though, I think if if we want to uh, progress where people have been like, let's get Harris back wherever. I think if we're if we're all being honest with ourselves, though, 
how many years have we been shouting out now? We we want to we want to progress. We want to we want to play a better style of football. Obviously, Rowett tried that for a bit. It worked, and then whatever he's doing now is not working. But I think if we want to move to the next level, I think we've got to start looking at maybe managers that have got a better resume. It might not work, but because then you got you got to think as well who who's going to come to us. I think, I think it takes a certain type of manager to come to Millwall. Yeah, so I think. Sorry, mate. With a better resume, you're going to get managers that are going to expect a bigger budget, and they're not going to get it. Yeah, unless people say that's why Berylson... unless Husky by the club, but that's a whole other conversation that we don't know too much about. So we'll be a little bit in the wrong commenting. Look, John Berylson's owned the club for a long time, through the good times and the bad. Um, do you know what I mean? So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a something we couldn't really comment on because we don't know too much about it, but. Unless Husky do buy the club, which I believe, uh, you know, if rumours, things you read and things you hear to be true, they do. What are you supposed to do? These these players on, mm. sorry, these managers that have got better reputations, like we've seen almost a little bit around it, they're going to want money. And I just don't think there is any money at the club. No, no. But if there's no money at the club, then how are we able to go for record bids for Malumbi? I don't know if that is like... Husky chocolate, do you think that was money in stuff for the fans, though? Do you think that's Ken? Do you think yeah. that's the fans quite? Yeah, I think so. I, I said this, I think I said it like three days before we it come out. So I bet you any money that we we go for Malumbi. Um, going back on to uh, what Anthony said about the, the managers and their resumes and, and things like that, listen, I don't want um, a high end manager at my football club completely changing my football club style of play. I don't care about the premiership, you know, and, and, and stuff. It'd be nice, but, you know, I don't care about it. What I want to do is I want to go and watch what I've watched the whole of my life, and that's a, a nail-biting, strong, you know, strong tackles, my my Millwall, my football club. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to watch. So, um, K.O. and Stephen Reid, I think, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Stephen Reid actually is a very, very intelligent man. And um and and he would be quite good. Got but a another good CV one now, mate, as well. Got a good CV, Stephen Reed, covering it yeah. for it. Done Scotland, yeah. he's somewhere else before that. But you know what, Ken? You said you've absolutely now on the head there, and what you said, what you didn't want is everything that I did want. And now, Con, you've got to be sometimes careful what you fucking wish for, mate, innit? The thing is, mate, I, I feel like I do agree with that in terms of like I want to just be able to go and watch my own Millwall team and this, that and the other. But I feel like the end goal is always going to be the Premier League. I think mm-hmm. to say you don't want to, like, not, not that you don't want to watch Millwall in the Premier League, but I feel like the Premier League, it, it would be so much greater for this club. And I would love just to see one season of Millwall in the Premier League, like just to get our ground on FIFA, you know, <laughs> just to like, <laughs> it's like I, I know the atmosphere might not be any different, but it's, yeah. And the atmosphere may not be what, what it is in the championship, but you know what? I feel like our end goal is to get up there. And for, as one of the biggest clubs in London, we're not well, the closest to the centre of London, I don't see why we don't have any investment people, any investment, any yeah. anyone out there who goes like, I mean, let me take a chance on Millwall. Let me go, let me go in and try and buy Millwall. You know what I mean? I mean, we're the closest team to set to centre of London. Why mm. aren't we why is no one picked? Picked us up. I mean, you get teams like Derby who are getting bidded for, and it's like, well, well, we've got so we have actually got so much to build on. We have got, mm. you know what I'm saying? Maybe our reputation precedes us. Who knows? Yeah. And the thoughts yeah. on it. I think that's 
when you look at all these teams that are in our division, every season you'd, you'd argue that the championship was get. I think this season is the first season where I'd say the championship's a bit weaker than usual. But every season yeah. before, it was getting stronger and stronger because these teams go into the Prem for a season or two, they come down, the, ma- the majority of them have got the money, they invest it, they become solid championships, ready to go when their time comes, get promoted again. You get the odd occasion where like Blackburn, Portsmouth, Blackpool, They've gone down a few tiers, but then they're making their way back up. I think if even if you want to get the old mill back and and you know win every tackle, run run down every ball, you can still buy better players that can do that. Now the better we perform over the next couple of seasons will determine whether we can watch that Millwall or a mill that's going to go back down to League One and then we come up in a few seasons again and we've got um, we've got like loads of Deadwood players like that. Oh, off the top of my head, Callum Butcher, for instance, right? <laughs> that cycle, that cycle yeah, has to stop at some stage because if not, we're going to have the same discussion every five to ten seasons, right? Mm. We need this, we need that. We try something new, it isn't going to work. I think when I said they need a better resume, I'm not saying they need to like manage AC Milan or anything like that. I, I was saying someone that you've, you've, you've seen what their style of play is like, no matter what level it's at, and you think, right, that, that these players we have now will buy into it. It's all about if the players buy into it, we're halfway there. When the fans come back, you'd like to think we'd be a, we'd be a match for, for any team. And that's not saying we're going to dominate possession or anything like that. That's saying we're going to turn up to every match thinking we can get a result. And that was the mill we had under Harris when we was at our peak under him. And that was the mill we had at times with Rowett last season. And that's what we've lost. And, you know, every team has to face that there's no fans at the minute. But... If the players aren't buying into the system or the formation or the, the team talk, it's fucked. So I think the manager that has to come in is someone that is going to tell the players that you're good enough to be in the top six if you perform like this every week. If we had Charlton and Leeds every week in a season, we'd be, we'd be, in, the, we'd be in the automatics, I reckon. <laughs> Honest to God, I, 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 genuinely, I genuinely believe if, if we had a rivalry against every single team to that, to that level... All the manager has to do is right. We're playing Leeds. Go, go, go! Play football. You've done your training in the week, so I don't really think as much as the style of play. It's also actually getting these players and 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 putting a rocket up them because Rao it's not going to be Rao it's not doing it at the minute. So whatever manager no. comes in is going to need at least a proven record, or when they were playing or assistant managing, they have a, a some sort of um, record of being able to lift players up. Like getting Sean Williams and Pearson, I might do it for about five, ten games, but I think that you'd pr- that would probably uh, slow down after the. Oh sort yeah, of it initial... definitely would. Like you're you're covering what I'm saying, what I was saying. You're not agreeing with what I'm saying, but you're you're saying what I, you know. You're covering it in the right way. That I don't think that Alex Pierce and Sean Williams are the answer. I know that Gary Rowett hasn't got the players that he wants to get, but I don't think he's ever going to get those players. So what yeah. we need is temporary, like you said, someone who can get them a rocket, get a fucking rocket up their ass, and get them in quick. Uh, for me, it would be it would be Williams and Pierce. Ken, what do you think about the, the possibility of those coming in temporarily, just to give us that little bit of a fucking push to keep? All we got to do is get safe this season, and then we can rebuild. Yeah, I think that I think that if we was to get rid of Rowett, that it's a big possibility that that would happen anyway. Um, I think they'd probably take over, e- even if it's for a, a few weeks. You know, just b- before we find someone, I think they're going to take a little bit of time to 
to make sure that we we get the right person in um and then a like i say it'd be a case of say that what connor said the the ko and reed me personally i'd have i'd go for joey barton it, I, i'd have someone like him come in and um really kick the boys up the up the See, ass. I said before Roy Keane and people said I was mad, but I'm not thinking of them like you're probably not. Their managerial credentials. You're thinking of what we need at the minute is is a motivator. Connor, what would you do? Um I think realistically, I do agree with Kenny that if we did get rid of Rowett, that it would end up being Pearson Williams who get put in. And that like like you say, be like till the end of the season. Uh, but in the long run, I don't think them two are the right men going forward. Um, I do believe maybe Cahill and Reed are a massive, massive risk because you know he hasn't he hasn't got a proven record, Tim Cahill, as a manager. Um, but I don't see why they why we can't go for foreign managers. You know, you look at teams in this league like your Reddings and even like your Barnsleys, they're plucking managers from abroad out of nowhere. Leeds got Bielsa. I don't think he had the best of records at all the clubs he'd been to. They, you know, they've got Bielsa. Uh, Reading uh, seemed to, who are my relegation favourites at the beginning of the season, are now like fifth or sixth in the league. Do you forget to get in managers from getting managers from abroad, like who no one's heard of? And these managers are coming in and they're saying, oh, fuck it, well, we do this, do that. And these players are getting rocking up, rocket ups their arse and then they're playing really well and seem to be working out well. You put Pochettino, you know, he went from he went to Southampton. No one had heard of him, and then he proved himself. And now he's out, now he's out of PSG. So I just think if we were to bring in if we were to bring in someone else, other than my thoughts of Cahill and Reed, then I don't know why we can't just pluck a great manager from an abroad league. Mm. So you know, Mill Holding says, "Well, the most gutting thing about this league is it's very average. So our expectations yeah. Yeah. last season finishing eighth. And with the league being weaker, I think Bournemouth come back in, didn't they? Watford come back in. You had Fulham go up. Who else went up? Watford came down. Watford come down with Bournemouth. I think Leeds went up, didn't they? Some big clubs went up. So, especially with a good yeah. start that we had. But, um, yeah, listen, that's a whole other conversation about... Um... So, every week someone says, get Tom Ince in. And now someone said, get Paul Ince in. John Terry, Fabry <laughs> LaRouche. Loads of names being thrown yeah. into the mix. But, um, yeah, let's move on to predictions. This is finished because, listen, boy, we've still got 200 in. It's gone so well. We're nearly two hours deep. So I don't want to keep you all all night. And I've got to go and watch the 23 tomorrow and then do a live stream. So someone was asking for Anthony's prediction for tomorrow, where you think the game's going to go. Let's, let's all give our opinions on that and then, and then wrap it. And um, start with you. I think, yeah, I think it's going to... I'm going to go with a classic 1-1 draw. It'll just be Rowett's luck that we, we play half-decent Watford aren't 100% there and we nick a point, I reckon. And then we'll everyone will go tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Let's give Rowett another five games or whatever. I think that I can just see that happening. Um, as for how it will go in terms of gameplay, yeah, Watford will have most of the ball. We'll probably get something from a set piece or, or a counter. And, yeah, I think it'll be 1-1. Fair enough, mate. Sorry, just quickly. Steve Morrison, Kevin Muscat as the kick bollocks and bite factors. One trophies already knows the club will motivate the players. Thank you for your donation, Steve. Very much appreciate. Yeah, I think we're all of the same thinking of if we're going to get an ex-player in, there's plenty of ex-players out there that went higher in their career and and, and did good things. Aggressive, Kale, Reed, Morrison, uh Muscat, they all fall into that bracket, didn't they? Ken, what is your thinking of the way the game's going to go tomorrow and your prediction? Trevor Rhymer's going for a two. 
two draw. <laughs> I, I, I think we're going to get absolutely smashed to pieces. You know what? Um, you, sorry, just to cut you off. You said at Middlesbrough, we're going to get absolutely smashed to pieces 4-0, and I thought, that's a bit strong. And we was 3-0 down after 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> I, I honestly believe that the um, the CDM in front of the back four is hindered. Hutch and Cooper are a fantastic defensive duo. Like they really, they really are. They're a great pairing. But the problem is, is when you've got someone so close, or even so much on their toes, all of a sudden they don't really know what they're doing. They need to go back to the basics, and that's not going to happen with with Rowett in charge. So there's going to be utter confusion, like there is in. You know, watch most of the goals we concede. We use it's usually a mix up of them two not really knowing what they're meant to be doing. Um, so I'm going for a 4 0 loss. Okay, uh, so this guy Tits McGee and Rumberg really says we'll pull out the arse somehow, like we always do. In our group chat the other day, Jack Carter said we'll win through these next six games, it's the Millwall way. I said there's no, there is no Millwall way under Gary Rowett because he, he has a completely different way about him. Connor, what are you thinking tomorrow, mate? The way the game's going to go and the result. Um. Well, I did say in my pre-match prediction, I'm sure I said a 2-0 loss. And I am going to stick by that. I think the last few times we've played Watford, I know they're complete, we're complete different teams now, but we have been prone to get hammered by them. I think I think one time we lost 6-0 at home. I think it was a 5 or 6-0 at home. And I think it's going to be similar to that in terms of us getting pulverised. I don't think we're going to lose by... I don't think I'm, I'm sorry to be very uh, positive for you guys, um, but I'm not, I'm not going to go for a draw. I've got too many draws in here as it is. Um, so I'm going to go for the 2 0 loss, and I think we're just going to get hammered. And if Troy Deeney plays, I think mm. he's going to tear us to pieces. Yeah, they've got some good players, to be fair. Yeah, and I think they've got, it's like I said, they've got a new, they've got a new manager as well who's yeah. coming from abroad out of nowhere. They sacked their manager from being fifth. And now they've brought him in, and I think they're like pushing for the top two. So I think on the back of that, they're they're like looking strong at the minute. So I'm going to go for Watford nil, no Watford two, Millwall nil, and I think they're going to have a lot of the ball. We're just going to sit back and not be very confident, and just play and just play off. Hopefully, them losing the ball. I went with the same mate. I went for a two nil loss, Trevor. Thank you so much for joining in. Really enjoying your name and your input to the show. Thanks for your donation, mate. Much appreciated. I went with the same. I said I think we'll be a lot better tomorrow, like we always are against the big teams. But I think at the same time, their their quality will just shine through. I think we'll be more defensive-minded. Well, not more defensive-minded, sorry. We'll be better in our defensive duties. So we'll finish on this one. I said we'll finish on a score. Let's actually finish on this. We lose tomorrow, whether it's 1-0, 2-0 or fucking 10-0. What happens, Anthony? Does he get sacked? Does he walk? Does uh, we just carry on going? Well, you know, we ain't, you know, we, we ain't got no fans at home, and we didn't yeah. have a transfer winner. Do we I keep mean, jumping to playing that drum, or what happens? Depend, We've got no fans. Yeah, depending on how it goes tomorrow. Oh, if I'm not in a, if I'm not in a good mood, I'll just be like row it out straight off the bat of the result. But I think there. Well, sorry, what do you? Sorry, what do you think? Sorry, not from a personal perspective. What do you think? What do you think we that come from inside the den? Oh. Yeah, I think Berylson would just hang on to me. It would just be like we were, we would have lost to Watford probably regardless of who was in charge anyway. He'd probably go down that route. Um, but as you said, I think Rowett tomorrow... Uh, the thing that makes it worse is the... I know the cup, I'm kind of happy we're out of that because, you know, can we we can focus on the league. The, congest, the fixture congestion sort of eases a little bit. 
but I, I still think it was disgraceful the way the way we. I think I didn't even think we played. We played worse than that. But I just think it goes to show you he's played a different batch of players, and they're not even playing for him really. So I'm more concerned about the uh, the, the manner in which we lost than than the result. So I'm thinking if we lose again today, that Huddersfield game just means nothing now. We would have lost all momentum from that. Mm. And, uh, you know, but he will he will hang on to his job after tomorrow, regardless of, of the score, I think. OK, Ken, your scoreline comes true tomorrow. What's oh, the like tomorrow, think... Tuesday? What, happen, what happens Tuesday tomorrow? What happens Wednesday? What does John Berylson, what does John Berylson do after that game? In his, in his mind, what do you think John Berylson happens? We lose 4 0 to Watford or even 1 0. Well, I don't know. I, I think I think at the moment uh, he must be ringing up Gary Rowett after a loss and just telling him not to worry about it because <laughs> <laughs> you know. I don't, I don't know when you to perform like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how many ga- How many games has it been at home? Um, is it Is it two in twenty four games or something like that? Is that right? We've won two at home all season. One at home midweek to Luton 2 0, one in the Carabao Cup against Cheltenham 3 1. I think it's two in the last 20 odd at home. We've well, won one on a Saturday. In it. We haven't won in, on a Saturday at home since Reading in, believed to be January or February. January, yeah. But yeah, if both score a second half goal. I'm not saying I want it. No, what I'm, what I'm saying is not unwarranted, is it? No. You know, and it just it seemed to say, oh, you know. Never mind, he's Gary Rowett. Never mind, we ain't got no money. Never mind, there's no fans. It's COVID. Oh, we'll go to League One then. Ken, sorry, mate, to cut you off. Yeah, well, look, I mean, as a fan, I, I quite enjoyed League One. I, I, I loved it. The Berry game, you know, the Bradford scum forks and stuff like that. I absolutely loved it. But um, it's not really somewhere I want to go back to. Yeah. Um, but I don't know any other manager in this league, any leagues below us, especially a premiership that was just happened to Lampard's, that would still be in a job, yeah, exactly. With with the facts and stats that we have with Rowett in charge, for Millwall. So, what did you think Berylson will do tomorrow? You'll say, "Don't worry." You think he'll say, "Never mind." Just a little. Oh, as he said, he's going to lose right. anyway. Yeah, it's all right. People keep saying to me, "Oh, he loves, he loves him. He absolutely loves Rowett." And does he? What are people basing that on? Are they basing that on obviously that he's still in his job? Con, we lose tomorrow. My scoreline, your scoreline is correct. 2-0. What does John Berylson do? What do you think John Berylson would do in his, in his, in his mind? I don't think he does much. At, I don't think he'll do much at all. I think if he did give a phone call to Robert, Robert would end up saying to him, well, do me a favour then, John. Put your hands in your pockets and I'll start buying some more players to help us out and get us out of this position. But what you're saying about all these facts of us, you know, how many games we haven't picked up points in this, that and the other... A lot of them facts will end up getting twisted. Like, say if we drew the next six games, right? There'll be a lot of positive thinkers like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we've, uh, we've, we haven't won in six. But then there'll be, on the other side of things, there'll be people going, oh, yeah, but you look, we haven't lost. And it's like, that's what, that's what ends up happening, I think, with all these stats and all these facts. People end up twisting them and then going, oh, yeah, but then you've got to look. We haven't conceded. We haven't, we haven't uh, lost by many or we, or we haven't conceded many. And it just ends up getting a little bit, I'm too much sort of type of thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like we are we are playing bad at the moment. Rowett isn't gonna bring us out of it, I don't think. Um no. and we're just gonna be lucky to I think we're gonna be lucky to stay up. I think after tomorrow's game, 
I don't think we are. He is going to get sacked. I think more more fans are just going to end up turning on him. And mm. I think he's lucky that the fans aren't in the stadium at the moment because I think mm. Kieran said this to me before. He said, if the fans were in the stadium, I think he would have been gone a long time ago because as fans get, yeah. as when fans do Definitely. get on the on the manager's back, it builds up pressure. And if there's the chairman's in the stand, if Belton's in the stand, then he wouldn't have any of it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Spot on, mate. And if someone was saying in the comments here, I just see something that um, it's going to cost us too much to sack him. My argument with that is, is that, um, you know, if we don't sack him, then it's going to cost us a lot more in League One. The numbers are still rising, boys. Yeah. I'll tell you what, fair play to you three tonight because we've really, you've retained an audience better than I can on a live stream, put it that way. <laughs> so um, let's cover this now. I keep saying it's the last question, but all the time we still got 202 people in the stream. We'll keep going. Oh, can I have a wee quickly? Go on, Ken. Crash on, mate. Take your <laughs> if, we, if we leave Rowett in charge till the end of the season, Anthony, as things are, do we get relegated? No. That I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say I'll say this with my chest: we won't get relegated. We no way, no way. And I, I could be deluded, but I just think there's so much rubbish in the league as well. I just think on our day we we have we have shown glimpses of 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 what we are capable of. Not to this, not to say we played well, but I just I really do think even when the players are out of form, when it comes down to big games, enough of them will show up to get a, 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 some more results. The thing I find interesting is though you know because when you look around us, we've lost the least out of all the bottom teams because obviously we've drawn so many times but I, I kind of think it might sound weird but I kind of think drawing is kind of more alarming than having lost sometimes because I really do think there's been a lot of games where it's been in the balance and we could have just gone for it instead we're cautious and then it stays 1-1 yet yeah, some of them games if we had gone for it we might have ended up losing but some of them games we might have got something and nicked to 2-1 so we could have been slightly higher than what we are, but all these draws, right? They look, they seem. Oh, you didn't lose, but they're kind of worrying because it just shows me that the players they don't. They what? What do you go out to play for? Draw every week, like you go out to try and win football matches, and that's not what they're doing. And if they're no. not going to win football yeah, no, matches, yeah, no, that's not the meal. Why is it? It's go out, give everything you got, even if you know ability-wise, it's not the same as the other team. Match them for effort. You know, kill him, kill him with desire and try and get a result. To so go out and try and defend is, is not all, the way forward. All these draws are, are, are honestly, it's, it's not letting any of the players develop. They're playing within themselves. None of them are actually improving because we're just playing. Mm. We're setting up so cautious and one-dimensional. There's not one player there. McNamara's come in and he's done well. I guarantee if Rao is there for another season, McNamara would take some steps back. I reckon by yeah. by by one season, it stopped making them them uh, attacking runs. It stopped actually taking a risk. Hundred yeah, percent. So you're saying you don't think uh, so Kenny was uh, having, having a slash? The, the question was, we leave Rao in charge to the end of the season, right? Whether that's whatever it's one or not, and do we get relegated, Connor? Rao is in, in charge, regardless of result. Yeah. In charge, forty six games gone. Where are we in the table? Sorry, Con, by the um, way, Tits McGee, beautiful tits. Thanks for your donation, mate. You're keeping positive. Connor, how are you feeling? Uh, I, I agree with everything Anthony's just said. I think we there will be three teams who are worse off than us. I think that we're, we will stay up. I think opposition, I think we'll end up probably finishing 
fourth or fifth bottom. But you know what? At the mo- at this moment in time, I take that and I do uh, touching on what Anthony just said. I agree that going forward, sometimes when we are drawing games, he's he's safe to come away with a point, and I don't understand why he's like like I think the Bournemouth game, that Bournemouth game, I think we could have easily come away with three points. Yeah, yeah. I know we went we went one nil down, but we didn't we didn't deserve to go one nil down in that game. I think we should we was much better team in the first half. And then, obviously, conceding that goal, it doesn't do the players' confidence any favours whatsoever with the situation we're already in. We've then come out in the second half, looking a little bit of a better team, but we were on top for most of the stages of the game. And I think we should have we should have come away with, from that game with all three points. And there are so many times where we've had it before, where we are drawing games mm. where we could have easily gone on and won. Like under Harris, I know it sounds like stupid saying it, but under Harris. When we'd when we when we'd be one nil down, in in his peak, right? I've say that in he, in his peak at Millwall, when we'd be one nil down, I know it's different. We'd have fans in the we'd have fans in the ground, but when we'd score that goal to make it one all, we'd be at home, especially we'd be going gun ho, going all out for the attack, and we'd be end, when we'd end up getting a winner late on. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking, mate. Yeah. There's a lot of people you know saying more draws than Ikea. It's just mate. so to watch there's some comments there i'll bring you in next ken i just want to cover a couple of these comments um again this is a a, a proper like it's not a poor comment it's something that we're clinging to the people say look you know wickham rotherham and birmingham are worse than us and anthony sort of covered it when i said to anthony 46 games gone does gary rowett where i'll be in the position you know where i'll be in the league because a lot of people saying give rowett the real build in 21 22 but i'm worried i'm pretty sure that that rebuild is going to be in League One. Ken, is it a poor attitude to take? I think I mean, there's worse teams than us in the league. And two, if we leave Rowan in charge to the end of the season, what position do you think we'll finish in? I think I don't think we we'd get relegated. I think that I think we've got the the players. We haven't got a manager, but we've got the players to survive in in this league. Do you know what worries me? And maybe I'm just old fashioned. I don't know. I don't like the style of play. I don't like anything, and that, and that makes so when it doesn't work, I like I want my old Millwall back. That's what I fell in love with. Why I fell in love with a club, club, you know? Do you know what I mean? It's I don't want to be watching the Ryan Woods of or as much as he's got talent. I don't want to be watching it because that's not what I fell in love with. So when the style of play changes and it doesn't work, it just puts you on an even bigger downer. So. The answer to your question is: I don't think we'll get relegated because I think we've got the players. Um, but I also don't think we're going to progress any further under Rowett, even with the opportunities of transfer windows, etc. Um, Mr. Corn Beef, I don't think he's going to be a set the world alight. I don't think he's going to Corn. Go on, talk a bit about Corn while I show him on the screen. Because if any of you join the stream later, you don't know who Corn Beef is. We've shortened Mikhail Kiftenbell. We're just calling him Keith Corn Beef. Go on, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to set the world alight. Um, you you think know, he's going to set the world alight? Usually there's, yeah, usually there's a wheelie bin behind him, isn't there, or something, when they put these photos up. I'm, I'm but, saying nothing about the, about the clubs. Um, <laughs> I'm saying I'm get a fucking bullet. Um, but I, I was fully expecting this transfer window to have a, have a sign-in. doesn't have to be a big name. It doesn't have to be 
Um, well, that's a bloody big name, but it doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just for some <laughs> Just oh, something God. where you can go, do you know what? That's exactly what we need. Um, and you know, I can see us pushing forward now. Mm. With that signing, I don't I don't I don't see that. So go around the group, one word. Connor, are we getting relegated with Rowan in charge? Yes or no? One word. No. Anthony? No. Kenny? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It was one word. It was one word. One final word. Was, boys, honestly, I've loved this. You've done so well. We've all done well. You've done well. We're two hours strong and we're still we've retained our audience, but I feel we've milked it a bit and I do need to go to bed because I've been working since yeah. 8 o'clock. So in a word, Connor, and the word has to be yes or no. <laughs> row it in or row it out? Right here, right now. In or out? Ah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, I heard him say out then. <laughs> Uh, in Anthony in oh you shit out it's Kenny out 100% go <laughs> I'm out as well let's see what happens tomorrow boys honestly it was really good tonight boys I really appreciate you all joining us you three yeah, stay on and I'll say goodbye to the um, the audience the fans I was going to call them I suppose you are fans yeah, it was a great show tonight thanks for you three for joining us Little bit of a dream team, boys. Very much enjoyed that. Little bit of bants involved. Little bit of um, sensible chat. It was good. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be doing a match report for the under 23s. Conor Mahoney will play that game against QPR at Calmont Road. 1 p.m. kickoff. That'll be up around 3. And of course, I'll be live streaming tomorrow from 30 minutes before kickoff for the home game at the Den against Watford, which hopefully we won't. Lose 2-0, lose 2-0 or lose 4-0. I'll take Anthony's 1-1. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in as always. Thanks for the donations. Please subscribe to Lions TV, boys. Come, Come on, you Lions. You Lions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.